Ladies and gentlemen, renew your Netflix subscription. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barden. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast destination for all things concerning the world of cinema. We give you movie news, movie rumors, and those all-important movie rumblings in the first half of the show before we move on to our chosen movie of the week in the second half of the show. Don't worry if you haven't seen the film. We will give you ample warning before we move into spoiler territory. And stick around for the very end of the show when we give you our weekly recommends, something that you need to pick up ASAP. Richard, this week's chosen movie of the week is? Well, we're not going to do a movie this week. We are going to break down for you and for our therapist all (laughs) of the TV pilots of this year. Do a couple of these a year, one or two of these a year. And uh, this is when we're going to break down all the new shows uh, for you to check out. There's some outstanding work out there. So, Yeah, this is the first Rants and Raves edition of the Mad About Movies podcast since the uh, since the Oscars last year. Wow, wow, it's been a while. It seems it seems like it's been longer than that. Honestly, I can't remember the last uh, one of these we've done. We often do like to uh, take a step back, talk about things in the industry, talk about television series, uh, specific series about uh, the Office in the past, Arrested Development, Breaking Bad, uh, Sherlock, and, uh, and and some others. So go back in the archives for those. But I'm excited about this one. This is often the Sean Hayes show. This sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember that. that we'll, we'll talk about that later. Episode. I promise. I promise we'll talk about that later. This is going to be a great opportunity, guys, to go back and revisit last year's uh, TV oh, pilot yeah. episode. They're all still and, in here, right? <laughs> oh, all of them. One. All yeah. of them are. Yeah, and, uh, and and I've been keeping track with all of them individually. So uh, look forward to my report later in the show. Uh, but before we do that. Uh, let's kick things off with a little bit of movie news. Movie news. Yes. Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. All right, gentlemen. Are you ready for this? Hold on. All right. Are you guys excited for some movie news here? I've got some big Oscar news for you. Are you ready? Hold on. Hit yep. it. Okay, now I'm ready. We have our, our Oscar host has been announced. We're recording this Wednesday night, a little late for us, uh, but our Oscar uh, host has been announced today and is unfortunately for the last, for 20 years straight, 30 years straight, maybe it is not Martin Short. It's been my choice. Uh, I'm sorry, North American Treasure, Martin Short. Yeah, but it is, a, it's, it's a good choice and it's someone who's been very successful hosting literally every other award show. So it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris is hosting the Oscars. You mean future American treasure, Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> he certainly is putting together quite the resume. He, he is. is. Great. He is. We saw him last week in Gone Girl. Yeah. And, uh, he's and excellent. Man. I just want to say about this uh, story, called it. I yeah. think we all called it yeah. last year. Well, uh, it's when it's the been to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the news uh, – Whenever it came across, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and I saw it and I, I kind of just went, scrolled right past it at first because I was like, yeah, that's already happened. And then I was oh, no, wait a second. He's not hosted before. Like, it just seems like something that he would have done to this point. Sure. So congrats to him. Uh, that'll be a much better show than I would think than the last couple. So he yeah. can he can do a song and dance and uh, and he's funny. So that's, you know, that's really all you need. At and this he, point. Uh, I think 
always pushes. And, you know, the, the stuff he's done on the Tony, Tonys and the Emmys, um, he does like kind of a, a meta style award show very well. Um, and to where it's not, I like nothing is lamer in 2014 than something being meta and self-aware. Right. Cause it's like, so 2006, but yeah. he does it with like a lot of charm. Um, and you know, does things like has a closing song, you know, instead of an opening song that, that recaps the night, you know, they kind of write a song as the evening goes on. He does that for the Tonys and, uh, he's done, you know, really funny songs on the Emmys. He's even done a song on the Oscars when, uh, I think it was Baldwin and Martin were the hosts. Was it that year? I think it was the Baldwin Martin year. He actually did the opening number. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, neither of them sing. So, uh, you know, he's certainly no stranger. And then he's in a movie that will probably, uh, is something that the Oscars have done the last few years, uh, with the exception of McFarlane, is kind of have someone that's has some Oscar, uh, not necessarily personally, but is, you know, in a film that maybe that year is being recognized as well. So that's sure. why I was actually hoping maybe short, this would be Short's year with the, uh, with the uh, inherent vice coming up, but uh, mm. but you know, NPH is awesome, and uh, to steal a line from some uh, from Barney's, super awesome, and uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good show. That's 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 probably my second choice. So very cool. Yeah, it's a little interesting that I would have thought they would pull uh, Jimmy Kimmel or just one of their own. On, yeah, on this one, I'm always surprised. I, I associate NPH more with CBS, especially. Oh yeah, with Letterman totally. and with uh, you know How I Met Your Mother, of course. Absolutely, but, and uh, he was rumored to get. He was even talked to about getting the uh, the uh, Late Show job, and right. so uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting choice. You're you're totally right. If it was the Emmys, there's no way ABC would would hire NPH. But since it is the Oscars, it's kind of like above all the. It's actually not produced by ABC. It just airs on ABC. Right. I didn't know what their concept was. One of those, was, yeah, or... it's one of those weird things. But yeah, I think the the Oscars has been on ABC as long as I have been watching it. So, yeah. and I'm 59 years old for the listeners. So, so going on about 52 <laughs> years. But uh, so I, yeah, the, but that is a good point, Ken. That is that's a really good point. Yeah. But it's it's awesome. That's going to be good. That's going to be a fun. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, the the Oscars for some reason stick their their producers oftentimes stick with these um, the same kind of group of writers who I think are. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that consider Bruce Valanche to be like a modern comic. <laughs> I mean, he's really funny writing jokes for Billy Crystal in 1992, but right. I don't think his... And I know McFarlane clashed with them. Oof. And, and uh, NPH is someone that has um, a, a, a team he writes with when he does the Emmys and the, and the Tonys and so on and so forth. Uh, and so it would be interesting to see if he's able to bring them on in full capacity for this because for some reason the Oscars is like adamant that their, their writing team is, you know, going to stick around forever. And I, I don't think that's in their interest to do. Right. You're no, you're absolutely right. Brian, any thoughts on this? No, I think it's good. And I, you know, like I said, I think I, I'm surprised he hasn't done it to this point. It just seems like, I mean, he's, he's done the Tonys, right. And he's, his he's done the Emmys. Am I, correct yeah, on that i feel the, like he did the emmys yeah so he's once maybe twice yeah so he's going for the egot so that's that's great um yeah, he hosts the these, EGOT. yeah it'll be uh fantastic no he is a supremely talented guy he's absolutely the right kind of fit that you need for that show i'm 100 percent with richard richard and i have been talking about martin short excuse me north american treasure martin short as the host of the oscars for 
I don't know, the entire length of our friendship, pretty much. And so, it, uh-huh. and also, even more than that, a Steve Martin, Martin Short yes. duo host oh, would gosh. probably be the ultimate for both of us. Would we got the Baldwin Martin combo. Yeah. The other, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down that with good. that. That was That's two American two, two ATs right there. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, but Short is just born for that. I don't understand how yeah. that's never yeah. happened. It doesn't make any sense. Literally, if you were to go into a lab and create the perfect Oscar <laughs> host, Martin Short yeah. would emerge from the lab with his hands on his waist, like he does on every chat show yeah. uh, when he comes out. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's that has to happen, and it's getting you know he's getting older. I'm starting to get nervous because he's he's total pe- you know hilarious, great singer. He's one of those people. Short is, and I think NPH is this way too. And this is crucial. Um, there's a certain kind of person that can make fun of you and you laugh. It's a weird skill. Uh, and we, the audience, like people that are mean at home, but that room doesn't always. And so if you have like Anthony Giselnik come out and just like rip on people, <laughs> it might, the room will just die. No one will laugh. It has to be like someone that's kind of has that charisma and that sort of insider status. And yes, Shore sickly, personifies yeah. that more than anybody. He's like the he's friends with everybody. He could come out and do a song that would destroy everyone, so everyone is dying laughing at home, and the only people laughing harder is are, is the room. And uh, that's why he's always been my number one choice. But I think I think Neil Patrick Harris totally has that too. And I'm not an idiot. He's 30 years younger, and that's who's trying to get to watch the Oscars. So uh, great choice. I'm 100 percent on board. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just uh, I'm you know. Uh, who hosted it last? It was Ellen last year. McFarlane right, before yeah. that, right? Right. Ellen was Ellen was was fine. I mean, Ellen's in that kind of Billy Crystal category where it's not going to be a train wreck, but it's not going to be great. And it was so, a pretty dull show last year. I thought it was pretty dull too. The and only but, memorable part was the selfie. Yeah, yeah. It's all anyone's going to remember about that. And Kevin night. Spacey's weird stroke face. And uh, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I think I think this has potential to be really cool. And like I said, with with Harris Bean and Gone Girl, which will probably be nominated for a few things, uh, that kind of is cool. Absolutely, so. I, I would have loved to have seen what could have become of a Neil Patrick Harris late show. Yeah, he said he wants to do a variety show, but he wants to do a weekly Sunday night Ed Sullivan style show. Right. Okay. Because he's got a lot of random interest, you know, and so I think the daily grind is what turned him around. But I think that's actually a really interesting idea. I think would be fun for CBS to try. Unfortunately, they have Sunday night show, shows that crush. Yeah. And so uh, they don't really need it. Sure. Because uh, what's on after they have football and then after 60 Six, minutes? 60 minutes and then they have a person of interest or yeah, Blue Bloods yeah. or yeah, or one of those. It used to be Amazing uh, Race, but that moved to Friday. So. Yeah. Which is – doesn't that show get great ratings? Why, I saw that the other yeah. day too. Why would they move that to Friday? That seems ridiculous. Um, I think they feel like it's a show that's going to do the same numbers no matter where it's at. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if that will hold out or not, but Sunday is such a prime time option. I think they feel like they've got an established audience for, for, uh, amazing race. So we can try something different and maybe give a, you know, a, a real boost to another sort of show. I think I haven't seen any ratings on amazing race. Lindsay and I watched that pretty religiously. Uh, but I don't know. If that's you know if that's working for them, it works for us because our DVR just records it no matter what. But yeah. for the older crowd, who knows? Yeah. Okay. I've got one more new movie news story. That's I'm gonna be quick with this one. Okay. And then I know Brian, you have some news about your boys over at DC. I've got a couple <laughs> tidbits. Number one, Christian Bale is in talks again uh, to play Steve Jobs. Cool. 
Um, yeah, but it's it's now a Danny Boyle biopic as opposed to right. which we've discussed. And secondly, it looks like Downey's going to be returning as Iron Man, but it looks like it's it's official that's going to be in Captain America three as opposed to an Iron Man standalone. Yeah, right. Thoughts and on that, the guys? Bit, the bit there is uh, supposedly, anyway, is that they're setting up uh, the Civil War bit from the comics for so what maybe, is that? maybe Avengers four. It's I, you know, I'm not a comic guy, but. My understanding is that the the Avengers basically split and they're fighting against each other for whatever. I don't know what the the cause of that is. I probably could have done a little research on that, but uh, whatever it is, it's basically Iron Man versus Captain America, and all the rest of them pick sides. So they don't time travel with Rachel McAdams to help Ulysses S. Grant. I mean, it's still a possibility, <laughs> okay. I would think. But I'm hoping so. So <laughs> I've got one more. I'm sorry, one more quick tidbit. We talked about before. We're just going to confirm it. HBO fully independent streaming right. in 2015. Yes, right. Yeah, I saw that too. Exciting. Yeah, that's right. That's Ken's. I don't think they've announced the price yet. For no, it, though. I'm excited though. I'll probably get that. Uh huh. So uh, now Brian, as as the listeners may know, <laughs> has been religiously and devoutly um, huge DC fan and uh, mostly just the modern and huge Zack Snyder fan. Am I wrong? Uh, and so, my favorite. I mean, okay. future American so, treasure. I would say. So you've been as soon following, as he appears in a movie, it'll uh, I'll, I'll nominate him. So uh, you've been following this <laughs> Batman v Superman uh, Supreme Court of 1967 uh, <laughs> storyline pretty well. So what's the, what's the latest on DC? So today they announced a the slate of films. They're they're just just trying to be Marvel so so badly. Uh, they announced their slate of films through 2020. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the list here. Okay, so 2016, we're getting the aforementioned Batman v Superman, uh, mm-hmm. in which I think we'll discover whether or not schools can teach Darwinism in class or not. I'm, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, <laughs> yes. but I think yep. that's what it's about. Uh, no, it's, we'll uh, also Superman is devout, devoutly religious. Yes, yes, and Batman hardcore atheist, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> His so, parents died. Can you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get that. Uh, it will be followed by The Suicide Squad, which is based on a comic book series. Uh, Alan Seppenwall was pretty excited about that today. I don't know anything about that. If one of you would like to look it up, I'll, I'll continue on with the list. Uh, we're also, This is not related to DC so much as Warner Brothers, but we're also going to get the first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is the Harry Potter spinoff. That same year, we'll get a Lego movie based on the Ninjago series. Ninjago, not, yeah. Ninjago, okay. Yeah. There you go. Not Django. So the okay. okay Man, really, really it's a ninja to version series. of Django. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of Christoph Waltz in those. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first R-rated <laughs> Lego movie. Um, then 2017, we'll get Wonder Woman and Justice League. So I know we're all very excited about that. We'll also get the Lego Batman movie. In 2018, Ugh. we will get The Flash and Aquaman. So we're going dual movies is here. Is Arnett going to be the – isn't he the Lego Batman? Yeah, I don't know I'm sure he not. will. I'm Hopefully. sure he will get that. I mean that, that would be – I'm actually really pretty excited cool. about that. Yeah, that that's that the most intriguing movie we, just, you've named. Yeah, cut <laughs> most of these off the, off the slate, guys, yeah. and just go with Lego and Harry Potter. Uh, we'll also get the second Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that year. This is 2018 and Lego Movie 2. 2019, we're going to get Shazam, everybody's favorite Lego Movie superhero. 2 comes out four years from now. I know. That doesn't seems, that, seem, that seems late. They're building yeah. – they're, they're trying to build a universe, you know. We're getting two yeah. uh, French – two 
independent franchise installments between now and then. So clearly they're trying to, uh, to do that again. Yeah, you're right. 2019 Shazam and Justice League 2. I'm really excited about Justice League 2 already. And 2020. <laughs> well, that's when it all starts to come together. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when the Aquaman lurks in the background until yeah, that one. And yeah, then Jason Momoa. Seahorse hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a movie called Cyborg. I know nothing about that. We'll get the third Fantastic Beast and where to find them. And just for you, Richard, we're also going to get a new Green Lantern movie. Oh, oh, exciting. (laughs) No word yet as to whether or not Ryan Reynolds will reprise his role or more importantly, if Blake Lively will reprise her role. Yeah, I mean, as both a (laughs) a fighter pilot and the CEO of a billion dollar company. Well, I mean, Hillary could be an office, office, office by then. Right. And so you might be able to do some tie-ins there where maybe she's <laughs> running for president yes. as well as being a fighter pilot or something like that. That yeah. could be it'll, just, it'll just spitballing here. Yeah. Um, Justice League and Justice League 2 have already been confirmed, directed by Zack Snyder. Well, his uh, style, well, you can't replicate yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Suicide Squad is directed by David Ayer. So that has Ooh. a little bit of – I like that a little Two bit. of Ben Affleck's arteries just exploded. <laughs> Realize he's going to have to work out for the next Gosh, 10 years like that. He looks ridiculous. He yeah. looks ridiculous right now. It's it's crazy. Cyborg stars Ray Fisher. I don't know who Ray Fisher is. I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, they cast Ezra Miller. As running back. As yeah, he does sound like a running back. Nineteen ninety eight. They cast Ezra Miller as the Flash, who was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, and not much else. Well, that's the last one we hear of that guy. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's an odd. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. He's an odd choice for any. Well, superhero. I had never heard of Chris Hemsworth before he got the Thor gig. That's, so, that's totally true. I mean, but have you seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? No, I haven't. This kid does not oh, inspire no. so much of the superhero look. Now I know the Flash is a an interesting origin story. So, and it's several years for him to buff up. But I, it, he's an excellent actor in the one role that I've seen him in. It just he doesn't jump out to me as a superhero material. But. You know, okay. that's how it goes. Who's the guy? Ray Fisher. I gotta look that up too. Is that all? Is that their entire release that's their calendar slate. for the next yep. two decades? Mm-hmm. Or pretty much. Yep. How oh, that, at least assuming it feels that like Warner Brothers doesn't go out of business. Um, <laughs> Cyborg, which I, we still don't know anything about. He apparently is going to be a character in uh, Batman v Superman. So we're getting a spinoff. Oh, good, because we need more characters come out, in that. Won't movie. come out for yeah. another two years. Yeah. Um, and he, the guy who plays him, Ray Fisher, has no acting credits. So um, this is going well. Yeah. Wow. I just looked him up too. Yeah. He is. He, he doesn't is. even have a picture. You know what, guys? He's on stage, Stop. I guess. So that's that's good. Stop the music. Calling it right now. This is going to be a good movie. Batman v Superman. <laughs> Calling it right now. This God. movie is going to be better than we think it's going to be. Well, that's it couldn't be worse, prediction. I don't think. Oh, I don't know man. why. I just got the an overwhelming gut feeling that you know what Batman v Superman is going to be awesome. I'm, I don't know. I just felt I think, it. I'm not going to go awesome. That. Yeah, I think you're right yourself. I it's probably going to be better than we think it's going to be because I think it's going to be the worst film ever. It'll made. be better than I Man agree. of Steel. I'll go out as far uh, on a limb and say that it'll be better Ooh, than Man of Steel. I, I don't care for Man of Steel very much at all, but I I cannot agree with you. <laughs> I, I really, I'm with Richard. I expect this to be like a movie that we talk about for for a long time. I hope so. Worst movies ever. I don't know why. I just got a feeling. 
in my gut. I hope you're just right. Now. I love Batman. I yeah. like Ben Affleck. I like Amy Adams. I really love Zack Snyder, as has been. I think Eisenberg is going to surprise us as as Luther. Yeah, too. he's. I mean, he's just Lex Luthor material, obviously. So yeah. I hope you're right. I ju- no, I, I, I don't have. Anything. I don't know why I think that. I just at this particular moment, that feeling just came over me of this is going to be better than we think it is. I don't know why. That's the first time I've had that feeling was just now as we're recording this ep- episode. So anyway, uh, what else we got? Is That's that about DC? all. I know we, yeah. we need to talk some TV stuff, so we should probably get into that. But we wanted to give the uh, movie fans something to uh, to enjoy, and uh, a lot of good news coming out. A lot of good movies coming out. In the next oh, we got to talk about. So. Wait, wait, stop the presses again. Uh, we get we've we've got some rumors for uh, for now. You see me too, which we haven't <laughs> talked about on the show. People are messaging us now. You see me related news daily uh, at this point, so we need to address this on the show. Yeah, uh, you're talking about the Criterion Collection edition, right? The uh, the official 4K restoration <laughs> of Now You See Me, exclusive with our commentary. Uh, they asked us to do a commentary for Now You See Me uh, Criterion. Uh, we're really excited to do it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Daniel Radcliffe attached to Now You See Me too, as well as Richard's Richard's favorite, Lizzie Kaplan. My, my first gut was uh, there's no way uh, either of them have seen the first one. Yeah. Like there's, there's just no way. They asked their agent, so what's Now You See Me? Oh, it was this magician movie last year that made like $400 million. Yeah, made a lot of oh, money. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that, and uh, none of them have seen it. And don't worry, Louis Letterier is not directing it. Oh, then I'm definitely in. <laughs> oh, guys. So immediate reactions. I mean, uh, Radcliffe has done a great job with his career, I think, post-Harry Potter. <laughs> he has. He, he has. Ha- no, I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, I thought yeah. you were. No, I'm, I'm saying he's done like a really good job kind of changing. You know, he's still around, and uh, uh, that sucks. Doing all kinds of, I mean, he's done a great job, honestly, of – Lizzie Kaplan's probably the hottest actress in Hollywood, you know, in more in more ways than one. But career wise, she's 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 killing it right now. Masters of yeah. Sex is huge. She's got the female lead in the new Seth Rogen James Franco movie. She's got a bunch of stuff, and so uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. I'm super bummed. I just hope that they're close enough where they can't see any of the movie. <laughs> I cannot wait for that episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's oh, going to be greatest. Man, that's like our endearing legacy, guys. When we die, someone at our funeral will say something about Now You See. Oh, yeah. That, that's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I I'm just hope it's Morgan that. Freeman. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even say what I was thinking. <laughs> it's not even, <laughs> it's not even legal, I don't think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's all we got for movie news, uh, this week. So let's, let's do this, guys. Let's get into our, um, Let's get into our rants and raves, uh, TV edition. Pilots, 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 pilots. So I think we should go network by network here, and uh, and, and talk about what each of them are bringing to the table or attempting to bring to the table this season. Uh, so where should we begin? You lead on. Pick pick where you want to start. Oh, it's so tough. There's just so many. Uh, Let's do. How, how about this? Give your. How about some overall impressions of of the slate as a whole? Like how how do you guys feel about the twenty ish shows that uh, that have come down the pipes pilot sure. season this year? Right. Let me just say this right off the top. Uh, this is one of the weaker years I can remember in mm-hmm. in recent time. One of one of the one of the weaker years. 
it's one of um, the top one weakest years. <laughs> it just, at least last season, I can remember being excited about two, maybe Shot three shows just to see what they were. Uh, this season, none of them had even piqued my interest at all. Just after reading who was in, involved in them, what kind of shows they were, you know, just seeing the lineup. Nothing excited me uh, from the get-go. At least last year, I had a little bit of anticipation going into the thing. This year, absolutely none. And I, I'm just excited to talk about uh, the specifics of this. Uh, but yeah, just overall not very uh, intriguing this year, in my opinion. I'm having a hard time uh, with this episode on what to, uh, what to tell people to stay away from. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be good. I can tell you that. Brian, what are your thoughts on... This this slate. I was with you guys big time to start with. There was nothing on the slate that I was excited about. And having watched them all, and I, I did, I watched all 20 episodes from start to finish. There's nothing that I'm that I'm in love with, but I there were more shows that kind of fell into the somewhere in between a C plus and a B minus kind of feel to it. Well, you know, this where is it's coming like, from a guy that still watches Bones. Yeah. So, I, I, well, grain of salt. Just for the record, I, I quit Bones last week, guys. I, I cut, the, cut the cord. I know it was a it was quite a, a significant breakthrough for me. And and I've I've said before, I don't think Bones is a good show at all. I just oh, Bones I, is still I in the air. I mean, pe- yeah. people do watch it. Yeah, it, it's it, not a good show. It's but not I, like Brian is sitting at home watching season one of Terra Nova over and over again, <laughs> just clinging on to nothingness. You know, yeah, that's, it's that's at least you know a show of. that's yeah, still totally pumping. Yeah. No, I, Bones is not a good show, and I so I, I understand that that uh, you know that kind of messes with my my credibility. But I, there were several shows that I thought were going to be horrible, and instead I I found myself saying, I don't know that I'm ever going to watch that again. But it wasn't the worst thing I've ever I've ever seen. I was looking back at pilot season from last year. Was there were so many? There were so many shows last year, and we did get a few good ones or at least decent ones like. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Goldbergs. Um, the Blacklist has Spader, so that's good. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is, is really becoming very good. So there was some good stuff last year. The year before that was pretty impressive as well. Some highlights include 666 Park Avenue with the, the one course. where the devil lives in the building. Nashville Elementary. Remember Vegas with Dennis Quaid and Michael yeah. Chiklis? That was pretty, pretty great. Here's an awesome... Uh, NBC comedy slate for you. 1600 pin. Remember that Bill Pullman as the president <laughs> and Josh Gad as his dumb right, kid. Right. Terrible animal practice. Start a monkey actually start a monkey. So that was, that was pretty solid. Uh, go on with Matthew Perry was okay, but didn't do very well. Yeah, exactly. Goon uh, <laughs> with, with Stifler. And we also got the new normal that year, which was pretty horrific. So not, oh, not I forgot great about the new normal. Did it get yeah. canceled? It did. It did. I don't. Didn't, I never uh, heard about it getting canceled. It just kind of left. Yeah, everyone didn't do too like, well. Uh, this is going to be a fun conversation, Richard. What's your overall impressions of this year's offerings? Uh, that that was. Uh, I watched as much as I could, and uh, it was a uh, tough, tough sledding. It was a struggle. I didn't think a very good year. When you start putting it in context of of years past, I'm coming around a little bit. That this, you're right, Brian. There's there's some things that. Um, I will never watch again, but if someone did, I wouldn't like, you know, excommunicate them from my life. Like, the, sure. or, you know, if someone was really into the new normal, 
So you're, you're you're right there, but just there's it's depressing that all they do is whine about how it's unfair to compete with cable, blah 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 blah. And you know, if you just made a good show, you could at least do okay. Like I just don't understand how you could go so over. Like you have you like know nothing the, works ever. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. so <laughs> such a depressing batting average. Like yeah, I know that cable has restrictions. <laughs> that has less restrictions than you in terms of you know the ratings they have to pull in and right uh, and content yeah and content things like that but I mean you have advantages over them too like a lot of money and a lot of promotion and mm-hmm. cable channels that you own that you can promote these shows on and like if you just made one like and and, and honestly like I can un- I can totally deal with the mediocre I understand I don't watch you know NCIS New Orleans but I understand its appeal. And I, I understand there's an audience for that, and I understand what that is. But there are so many shows that are laughingly bad. Like mm-hmm. that's what I don't understand. Like these are the ones that made the cut. Yeah, like that's these are the thing. Like they go through like pilots. over a hundred pilots a, a season. And I made this judge down. on. Yeah, I made this joke on Twitter, and I'll, I'll make it again here. I mean, seriously, like if I was making a show about a like washed up actress that got a bad sitcom and it was clearly going to fail, I would make the promo to bad judge. Like it looks like a fake show yeah. <laughs> in like on like a entourage type show. Yeah. That's making fun of Hollywood. Right. I couldn't believe it was real. Like that's what I don't understand. I don't get how you can miss that badly. Um, I just don't understand it. I, I totally get networks have to go for middle of the road. I will give them right. if, if something's unoriginal, unimaginative, but just solid, I'm, I'm never going to watch it again, but I can totally understand that. And there's a lot of those on this list, but like, I don't get the, you know, uh, (laughs) mysteries of Laura and, and things like that. I don't understand it. Yeah. You can forgive broad, but you can't, it's much more difficult to forgive. Just really, this is the best call. This is the best thing that you could put out there. Like seriously, just show reruns of cheers. Yeah. Uh, Come up with something, (laughs) you know, there's gotta be the, the pilot process is such a mess and i'm really disappointed that fox fired kevin riley because at least i don't know that fox was making great decisions under under kevin riley but at least he was trying to do something different and move his network away from what has become a very bad and antiquated and borderline abusive system when it comes right down to it no one can produce quality work in that system if you can you're you're a miracle worker you know and it's amazing to me that that these networks that are ostensibly hurting for money at this point comparatively to what it was, you know, 10 and 15 and 30 years ago, it's amazing to me that they continue to dump millions and millions of dollars into a system that doesn't work. It's I'm with you Richard. It's a, it's it doesn't make any sense and I don't know how I don't know why they just continued. I I don't know. I know why they don't want to do change. They everyone's afraid of change. I get that. But this is a bad system. So it's, it's, come up they're with all they're better. all just they're all run by financial uh, analysts, basically, yeah. and they yeah. they don't know something good when they when they see it, you know. And they're putting on shows, and if they don't work uh, with with the audience, if they're not getting the ratings, they cancel them, whether they're good or not. They never really yeah. build in anything, and you know, when when a show starts getting ratings, they just kind of luck into it. No, it's like nobody yeah. knows what's going to work, uh, just- you know. It's just so foolish, though. Who would have thought Napoleon Dynamite would work as a movie? You know, it's just like nobody ever knows what's going to catch on. But but it's it's horribly depressing that you know there's nothing memorable uh, out of four major networks. I mean, it's just 
out of four. It's not even just one network that that can't make it work. It's it's like all four in this point. I, I and I realize that CBS does get ratings, but I'm like as far as content and just getting stuff out there that people talk about, they mm-hmm. just do a terrible job at uh, totally. at that. But let's let's start getting into this list, guys. Let's do it. Uh, I think we should start off with Fox. Okay. And before we talk about this year's offerings, let's take a look back at what Fox brought to the table last year. So. <laughs> Uh, in, in the comedy section, they brought us dads, mm. Mm. high quality entertainment. Yeah. Uh, probably the worst sitcom ever to exist. <laughs> like I'm no exaggeration there. It won a peep body though. Right. <laughs> Marconi somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Nobel prize actually. <laughs> uh, they brought us enlisted. Remember that show? Yeah. Nope. That was a really good show that they didn't know what to do with. Sure. Uh, they also brought us Surviving Jack. Yeah. Uh, what's that? that Starred JK's? Christopher Maloney. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Oh, yeah. They dumped Remember that, that one. Yeah. Is it still on? I, I, no, I know, right? no, no, no. I honestly don't know. They dumped it. It was, you know, one of those, hey, watch eight episodes of this in the course of three weeks at, in May. You know, something like that. Yeah. Last year was the premiere of, um, was Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Which is still on the air. Really good and do, show. And doing well, yeah. Yeah. Have you all kept up with that? Yeah. No. But I, I like it. I'll get there. Yeah, I have. That's one of the I think there's four or five shows from last year that I've kept on my D V R and that one is really good. It's getting better each each episode, I think. Fox uh brought us gang related last year. Mm. Also Rake, starring Greg Kinnear. Remember that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a mid-season, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Sleepy Hollow, which is still on. And doing yeah, well. And doing well. It is. Yeah, I've stuck with that one. It's it's not anything great, but it's high, it's a little bit higher quality than like Bones, Castle, that kind of thing because it's just insane. And they, they really do a good job of kind of embracing the crazy, I guess. Also, Almost Human was last oh. year, too. And has a has already has a huge fan base, uh, yeah, and and has a big uh, push for people trying to get it uh, on Netflix or something like that. Yeah, that's that was going. a pretty decent show too. That one doesn't right. make any sense to me while they dropped it. I know the ratings weren't great, but I don't know. Maybe it was just a really expensive show to make. But that was a that's a pretty pretty decent show. So let's go on. Here we go. This year's Fox offerings. Uh, where should we start? Who wants to Who wants to volunteer here? Because I ain't, I ain't starting this one. <laughs> well, let's start with the first pilot of the entire season for okay. any network, which was Red Band Society. <laughs> <laughs> fitting start, yeah? yeah? Very fitting start. Uh, Brian, <laughs> go ahead on this one. I got to gather my thoughts. So, <laughs> so the fur it. <laughs> My wife was kind of excited about that show. Um, I nearly turned it off in the first eight minutes because it was just appalling, just appallingly bad. The middle didn't get much better. The fir- the last like 10 minutes of the pilot, it's very glee-ish. The whole thing is very glee. But that last 10 minutes was, I felt like, a decent example of what that show could be if they chose to try to make something genuine rather than something... Uh, that is just glee in a hospital, which is what I think the show is going for. I haven't watched any more episodes, but that was the feeling that I got was if you guys wanted to do something that uh, had a little bit of, of actual heart to it and a story that mattered, there's something there that could have worked. But uh, the first 30 minutes before that last segment, 
I wanted to claw my eyes out. It was horrible. It was in 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 my opinion, out of all these shows, the most appalling when it came to just bad taste. Yeah, I I can go with that. <laughs> it couldn't. felt it felt old, didn't it? Like it, it felt like something that got written four or five or six years ago and just stuck on a shelf, which is definitely what you want when <laughs> you're trying to appeal young kids. Yeah, you know what? It, it reminded me of trying to be a cross between Scrubs and ER. So basically, yeah. it's just a show about a hospital with, when with it comes glee. right down yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, with glee mixed in. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It, it has no tone. It's it's drama one second and uh, comedy and just offensive comedy too. Yeah, that that and, cheerleader character. I mean, you're just you're basically just rooting for her to die, which is totally what you want from a 17 year old. You really want the audience hoping that a 17 year old dies, but terrible and people just doing it in the hospital randomly yeah. and it's just what is going on here like what, yeah it was what's it, happening it, it doesn't have a tone you're you're totally right but that last 10 minutes was a decent example of like you could do something good here but they're not gonna did you see the second episode of it or i haven't i think i my wife's been watching it she hasn't been super impressed it's it may still be sitting on the dvr but i don't know that i'll ever go back for another another taste if R- you will richard did you see it i did this is one of the ones i, I watched thoughts uh, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it was pretty, I, I don't offend easily. I found it kind of <laughs> super like contrived and like, yeah, like a parody of, of like a Saturday Night Live sketch about, uh, like a teen melodrama and a hot, like, yeah, we can even do this type of show here in the cancer ward, <laughs> you know, like just, yeah, just that's on, that was on network TV this year like that. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, yeah, no, I thought, yeah, pretty tasteless. Just one of those within three minutes. Brian, I know you, you said uh, it, it gets better and in some way does, but uh, it's just one of those in three minutes. Like, well, this will not be on in a month. Yeah. Like, that's that's got to be one of the first to go. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, I don't think I'm wrong there, but uh, that's a tough one. To, and they kind of had that as a tentpole for their right. – for their release schedule this year, that that one hurts. I think a little bit. I I, I don't think they. Under, what's scary is the way they promoted it. I don't think they understood how tone deaf it was or how bad it is. I agree. They just expected it to be like, well, it's it's like Glee, like you said, Brian. It's 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 hospital Glee, and and no one watches Glee anymore. And uh, yeah, and you know, Glee kind of captured. I don't. There's certainly nothing wrong with that, but this was like such an impression and trying so hard. Mm. The comedy was offensive, but so was the kind of, uh, you know, the the music swells and the like, yeah. the moments like you need to feel this way right now. You will feel this way now. Feel, 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 and it's like, yeah. gosh, this is kind of <laughs> appalling. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not enjoying this at, at all. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. And it's, it was just. <laughs> That was the first one I watched on the list. I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. I, I just yeah. set the tone for the entire season <laughs> right off the bat. Was, it's bad. The other thing Fox uh, is offering us this year, or one of the other things, um, was one of my most anticipated, and that is, believe it or not, comes from DC, and it's the Gotham series. Yeah. And I don't know really why we're getting so many superhero series, or I think Arrow worked kind of well. Yeah, and the ratings because I know nobody watches Agents of Shield. Like it's only on because it's owned by Disney. Ah, still, really, I don't I, really think it gets uh, the ratings, ratings that people up. thought it would be. Did it? I so. think so. I mean, it's not like world beating, but I think it got 
better ratings as the season went. I don't know. I'll I'll look that up. Look that up for me. But I'm just saying I don't I don't I didn't think this kind of show did well on uh, on TV. But I guess Heroes lasted a couple seasons. But mm. this seems like such more of a cable uh, cable type show. To me, it, it met the the standard of what Agents of Shield's pilot brought us last year. I would say sure. uh, definitely more mysterious than that. Going for a totally different thing, I understand, but it it was one that I I wanted to see episode two. I'll say that, you know, obviously going for a younger cast here, uh, a really detailed look at Bruce Wayne's origin, which which interests me, and and Commissioner Gordon's origin story too, which also interests me. This is probably my favorite, at least Fox offering, this year, and we'll talk about more uh, of those here in a second, but. Um, wasn't wasn't really uh, offended by by Gotham, you know. It, it's cheese where when I like cheese, you know. Yeah, mm. it was fine. It's uh, it feels very <laughs> very foxy. I know that sounds uh, kind of crazy, but it I mean it, it fits perfectly with what uh, what was advertised, if that makes sense. But what did uh, what did you think of it, Richard? Yeah, I thought it was uh, you know when I th- you know we've been so kind of blessed um, in the last. 10 years of just like really strong uh, comic book work or adaptations of comic books, which are oftentimes like some of the best movies of the year and are, are super, you know, detailed and, and intelligent and, and all these things. Um, um, this, I wouldn't say is that, but I, that's fine. Like it, it's kind of what I always kind of expect out of comic books. It's a very traditional comic book um, type show for me, at least like kind of uh, in terms of the, the, the way the, the arcs are coming in the, the, the tons of foreshadowing and and all that good stuff there. Like I, th- I thought it was on par with what we would, ex- you know, if this show came out a while ago, it would have been like the coolest, most original thing ever. You know, in a in a world post Dark Knight or or whatever you want to call it, it's 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 tough to compare it to that. But I think that's really hard, obviously probably impossible to do on TV. But yeah, this wasn't a train wreck, which it very easily could have been. So I'm I'm kind of fine with it. This yeah. is one of the few I was fine with. It felt like a good blend between Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan's styles yes. of Batman. Sort of yeah. the flashy Burton uh, set pieces and uh, and Nolan's kind of gritty style. But and I I like Ben McKenzie, and so yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with him getting that. I hope it, it works for him. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, this was one of the few I was – I probably won't keep up with it, but I'm fine with it. And if someone told me in a year it was it got really good, I would probably hop back in. The fun thing about it is we're so familiar with Bruce Wayne's origin sure. story. So it's just going to be a fun ride kind of just to see how they tell it. You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of writing its own story as it goes along. But Gotham is just going to be a, a very extended version of the story we already know, uh, which is kind of like Smallville, I guess you can compare it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But – that's which, very which was a, which was a fun show uh, a few years back. But Brian, what were your thoughts that on went on for thirty nine years? Yeah, it did. It just ended like two years ago. By the way, Smallville yeah. did. But go ahead, Brian. I like. I've watched the 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 next three or four episodes. However many have come, I, I put the, te- yeah. the the record on. So I've watched all the episodes since then, and I like them better than the pilot. So that's a good that's a good thing. Cool. My issue with Gotham is is more that I don't find it. And I still don't through three or four episodes, or whatever. I don't find it fun. I find it to be decent, and I'm I'm interested in it, but I I don't think it's a fun show. I I, I don't know. It, it as compared to Shield or another superhero show that we may talk about here in a little bit. That I I really enjoy watching Shield. I I've been rewatching the first season 
the last week or two and and it's that's a show that I could throw on pretty much any time and and just enjoy what's happening because there's enough humor and it's lighthearted and all that it kind feels, of thing. Shield feels like Doctor Who about mm-hmm. Marvel. You know, yeah, that, like that's a pretty good. Let's yeah. just do that. Let's just do a Doctor Who about about Shield. Right, <laughs> Gotham from a tone standpoint is a little bit heavy for network TV, and so I yeah. my concern is that they're going to get to a point where they either have to scale that back, and then the the stakes won't feel right, or they're going to have to to go full bore and and be a pretty gritty show that pushes the envelope of what you know you can do on network TV. And I don't know that they have the, I don't know that they have the backing to do that given that this is a DC based property. And I don't know that DC wants to have that be their, their bit uh, on TV at least. So that's, I, I'm, I'm not sold on it, but like you said, I like Ben McKenzie, Donald Logue when he's being a sleaze ball is awesome. So this is yeah. a great role for him. It's an interesting show. I was a little bit disappointed by the pilot, and I hope that it picks up uh, and, and either gets finds a way to to have a little bit of fun with itself, or can kind of commit to a more gritty vision than I think it wants to be. That, but it never quite got there for me, and I don't like that in between space. Sure. The next thing that Fox has brought to the table is is Grace Point. This sort of, I guess we could call it miniseries. Yeah, a ten episode miniseries. And did you guys get a chance to watch this one, the pilot of it, or the first episode of it? This yes. one I haven't gotten to, so you two are going to yeah. have to carry this one for us. Brian, have you have you stayed up to up to date with it? I it's it's aired one more episode. I've recorded it. I'll record the whole thing. This is based on. We should say just in case the listeners don't know. This is this is a remake of a British show that came out a couple of years ago, and uh-huh. it is from what I understand. I don't know if you've seen any of Broad of Broadchurch, Kent, but no. it's from what I understand. At least the first six six episodes are like a shot for shot remake. Okay. Um, so a lot of critics have kind of dumped on it for that, which I always hate because like nobody watched that the BBC series. It's it didn't get any viewership. You can't watch it on Netflix. So I, I don't like dumping on something just because it's a. Uh, a remake or whatever. I think the problem with this one is that I think it's going to be more enjoyable uh, as a binge rather than a week to week sort of thing. Cause it's a little bit, it's not quite as uh, I wasn't as obsessed with it as you, I think they want, they wanted me to be coming out of it, if that makes sense. And so I think this is one that I may just let sit on the DVR until I get the the rest of the 10 episodes and then binge through it on a weekend or something. It's decent. It's fine. um, But I'm not – I don't know that it's going to carry week to week the the way that that they want it to. Yeah, it's just just a strange offering. I I haven't seen something like this come from Fox in as long as I can remember. Yeah. I don't think I've done a 10-episode arc and and, and just advertised it that way at least. Yeah. You know, why would you advertise it that way? Because – if you miss one, you're just going to be like, oh, I'll just wait till it's done and I'll go, I'll watch it all on Netflix or, or whatever you're going right. to do. You're exactly I right. Like, I like that they're trying to do something like that because for one, that's a, that's a step in the right direction to like change the, the culture of network television. I yeah. think that's a good thing. I just think maybe this is something that, you know, I've heard various reports on how good Broadchurch is. And so this may be something where the the idea is solid, but the, the property is just not something that is quite up to what they need to get that sort of – I think what they're trying to create is a water cooler conversation, which is fantastic. I want that for network television because it does not exist right now, and it hasn't for probably since Lost went off, I guess. I mean 
it's been a long time. So I think they're trying to do that. So I appreciate that effort. I'm just not sure that this is the show to to do it. But I, if they any any network that wants to tell me we're gonna do uh, we're gonna start doing two or three event series like this a year, or we're gonna do an anthology series or something like that, I'm a hundred percent on board for that because I think that's a that's a step in the right direction. I just don't know that this is the one that's gonna make it happen. Yeah, it seems to be a response to Fargo and True Detective, yeah. of course. Sure. But you know, it is a step in the right direction for, for network television if they want to compete at all with with cable. And you have right. to get Fox. I mean, if anyone's going to try something new, it's going to be Fox. Totally. Probably the most anticipated show for this podcast uh, is one of Fox's comedies, uh, Mulaney, mm. starring John Mulaney and North American treasure, Martin Short. Mm. So, um,. <laughs> Where should we begin with this one? I guess Brian should start it. He he recommended Mulaney's stand-up uh, and weekly recommends yeah. a couple weeks ago. So what were your expectations and did it meet them? So uh, my expectations were very low because I had heard from a million sources, including Mulaney himself on, on Andy Greenwald's podcast, basically said, like, look, this pilot is not good. Just Just be aware this is a – this is a crash course in here's John Mulaney. Okay, now what can we where can we go with it from there? John Mulaney as a comedian, as a writer, as a personality is uh I think a future American treasure. I mean, he's he's a brilliant comedian. Absolutely hilarious. This show, the pilot is awful. The pilot is really bad. Um and it doesn't help for for me or anyone who is familiar with his material. That the funniest stuff in the whole show is is taken directly from mm-hmm. his stand up act, and so we've we've laughed at that stuff a dozen times before, and it's not as funny when it's being acted out as it is when it's being told in a you know in a stand up format. So the pilot's bad. I've seen the second episode. I don't know if you guys have have watched it yet. The second episode is still not great, but it is light years ahead of uh, of the first episode and has. Some really funny stuff that I don't I have not heard him do before, so I don't think it was taken directly out of his his material. I think this show has promise. It's getting horrible ratings. Uh, Kevin Riley is the one who really championed the show, and he's gone now. So I don't know if it's going to get to 13 episodes, which is what the, the the first series order is. But I hope it does because I think it's a show that has a place if it gets an opportunity to to build even a little bit of an audience. Didn't he say on the, on the Greenwald podcast that they've already put in the order for the second after the first 13? I thought he said he was Maybe. working on those now. Oh, that'd be, that would be fantastic. If, if yeah. They have, but that would be, I think he said that great. I could be totally wrong though. Yeah, I heard that NBC passed on this. Of course yeah. he brought it to Lauren Michaels first. It's still produced by NBC, which is weird. Yeah. It's just aired on right. Fox. Which sure. is same, same as uh Mindy project is the, okay. the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Brooklyn Nine Nine is the same way. So this was clearly somebody that that NBC sort of brought up and raised in their comedy system, and yes, and we've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah, that's that's insane on NBC's part. Same with Sandberg as and uh, yes. as well as Mindy. You're correct. Yeah, it, it makes no sense uh, that they that they went that route. Even if they didn't like the the show that he put out, there's better ways to handle it than just well, you can just take your talent elsewhere. I thought it was such a good progression when tina fey went straight from snl to 30 rock uh-huh. and, and same with polar with with uh with parks and rec when those were back to back it just felt right right uh, for nbc 
It felt like they were they had uh, a family there or something. That family's not there any, anymore yeah. at, at all. And uh, you know what I'll say about Mulaney is that he needs to be hosting the show after Jimmy Fallon, not uh, not Seth <laughs> Meyers. Yeah. When he was on Seth Meyers, um, was one of Meyers' first guests. Uh, he was great. He's, yeah, he's a he's, great uh, great personality. That's for sure. Absolutely. So I, I hope it does. I hope it does well. I hope. I don't know that America's going to give it a chance until it gets better. You know. I hope Fox sees the value in it because this is. Everybody kind of all the critics have said it's just Seinfeld, and it, and that's totally right. Like it's, it's almost just a, a modern ripoff, Seinfeld, man. and yeah. and that's that's okay. It's okay to try to, I think it's okay to try to emulate the most popular sitcom of the last twenty years. So I don't know. I I'm I'm sticking around until it's out because I am such a huge Mulaney fanboy. But you know we have to be honest. The pilot is is brutal. It's brutal. I did see the second episode. It was better. You're right. It gave me more hope than uh, the pilot did. Mm-hmm. Richard, yeah, I mean, I I love John Mulaney as well, and as I followed his career, and, and this, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to go quickly because I I can't say too much. That you guys haven't said it's it's smart for them. I think he could definitely be if it does work out, and they're patient, um, kind of that heir to Seth MacFarlane as their sort of comedic face of their network, at least from a male uh, side. You know, I sure. think Mindy is is working hard to to do that from the female side for Fox. It does have potential. I mean, he he he's a he he's a very kind of Seinfeld esque comedian, and so you know, as he figures out the craft of writing for television, I think he's a good enough overall um, writer and thinker that it could lead to some really interesting stuff. You know, if they give him six seven episodes and it's not good, and the ratings aren't good, you 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 can't really bust Fox too bad for being like, well. You know, eventually that the the potential has to. We have to see something for it. Right. All, you can have all the potential in the world. So, I mean, if this doesn't make it, um, it's not going to be one of those things I hate Fox forever for. Because like that's, it's disappointing. It's it's kind of as weak as it is, at least from a pilot standpoint. But I do think the potential is still there, and uh, it, it, it. I think it's just figuring out figuring out how to write uh, for that medium will be the biggest thing for him and his staff. And you're right. It's all. <laughs> it's just stuff from the stand up. I had a couple people text me and. We're saying you watching Mulaney is just, it's just, uh, it's just bits from the stand-up, and that's that was disappointing, uh, but understandable on some level. You know, you just kind of see where where he can go, where he can take that character. He's got, I mean, he he can't complain. I mean, and I love John Mulaney, but if it's not going to be, it's going to fall on him because you know you've got the cast to end all casts. Yeah, you've got. You know, it's not like you had to just make one pilot. You got to make at least seven of these, probably up to thirteen. And you know, if you can't do it, you can't. You couldn't. You just you know, it just wasn't your time yet. So, right. uh, so we'll just have to see. But he's he's definitely someone. If this does fail miserably, he, we will see him again in, in a year doing something. Maybe yeah. hosting late night if uh, it keeps going the way it's going. Not that I'm saying this is the next Seinfeld, but just wanted to remind everyone that Seinfeld didn't work at, right at the start. It's not like the, no. the, the, the pilot of Seinfeld aired and then they were off and running. I think the first season of Seinfeld was very, very low rated and they were lucky yes. to ever get it, even get a second season. Yeah. And I, uh, I watched the pilot for Seinfeld the other day and it's, it's really kind of bizarre. Um, yeah. Kramer's name is different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it's just got a lot of the Jerry's apartment. Every set totally is different. different yeah. yeah, the sets are all different. The coffee. There's no Elaine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it happened to me on the other day. It was kind of kind of a trip to watch. Exactly. So yeah, uh, that's what Fox has. 
this season. Is there anything I'm missing here? No, that's nope. it. That's it. I believe uh, so. Let's move to NBC. Uh, last year, boom, boom, boom. this is uh, this is what they brought to the table uh, this year. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we'll start right at the top, alphabetical order, A to Z. Anybody see this? Yeah, I've watched two. Well, I've watched one and a half. Oh, you watched the second one. <laughs> I started to. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and uh, give your. So spiel. I really like the two main characters. I like uh, Ben Feldman, who played Ginsburg on Mad Men, and I like uh, I like Christina Milotti, who was the mother on on How I Met Your Mother. I like them off the show, and I, I honestly I like them on the show. I I, I dig the two of them on screen together. I thought it worked pretty well in the pilot as long as they were the two that were the only two that were on screen, every other character in this show. And it gets guys, if you, I'm going to assume you hated them. Like I did in the pilot, it gets significantly worse oh, in the second no. episode. See, I mean, does he cut his nipple off? Does Ginsburg cut his nipple off though? <laughs> no, the oh. two of those, them are fine. But, um, Husky bearded ginger friend and uh, the 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 British lawyer and the 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 boss at the the dating company or whatever. Those are some of the worst characters I've ever seen on a television show ever. And I I wanted I was I was on the verge of some sort of like just screaming at the TV curse words and stuff. I just turned off the second episode, <laughs> so I'm out. Despite the fact that again I really like both of those actors and their characters that they're playing. That should be an easy sell. Uh, but man, those supporting characters are appalling. Yeah, this is one of the many shows or one of the few shows that NBC signed on with with Rashida Jones or for her to develop mm-hmm. uh, as she left Parks and Rec. And uh, not a good start here. But um, honestly, I could see this show getting a following or something. It's not my type of show, but I could see like right. women really liking this show. Yeah, it's it's very cutesy. So it should work. It shouldn't yeah. be – this should be a show that my wife and I can watch together you know, on a Tuesday night and just be chilling or whatever because it, you know, it's, it's cutesy. It's fun. It's not – the, the main characters them. at least Hold have them. a little bit of something, but – Guys, I mean, good grief! Those supporting <laughs> characters—they're worse than anything else this season. I—I I think the supporting characters. This show is the worst. No, uh, the oh. show because of the leads are is better than than a lot of the stuff we'll talk about later. But uh, those—if you—if you made me like choose, you got to watch. You got to watch Mysteries of Laura, or you got to watch a show just about the supporting characters on A to Z. I would watch Mysteries of Laura. Mm. I'm Ty dead praise. serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Richard. Go ahead. Uh, they were really annoying. Um, I only watched one, so I, I didn't see them get worse. Uh, can't wait to now, though. Yeah. I mean, I love Ginsburg. Um, what's his real name again? Brian? Ben Feldman. Ben I really ben. like big fan of Ben Feldman. Uh, and uh, and I like uh, Christina Milotti. Is that her name? Yeah. Hey, look at me. I don't like her enough to learn her name. But I like her. They're perfectly charming on the show. Yeah, I really like this for the first couple minutes. And I, I have a, a, a uh, I love Rashida. Right. So I root, I root for Rashida, and uh, was excited for this. And uh, it just, it just kind of gets worse as the pilot goes on. Um, I, you're, I think I didn't, Brian. I didn't really put my nose on it uh, uh, from a diagnosis point of view, like you did. That it is, it's those supporting characters. You're absolutely right. 
Um, they're they're pretty bad, and uh, that's one of those that like probably could have been a good show if they had caught that in the pilot and just recast it and rewrote yeah. those characters. Uh, but they didn't, and that uh, that's too bad because you you waste uh, some some real talent on it, and 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 honestly, some decent writing. Like some of the stuff yeah. is is fine. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, so they're over one. NBC yeah. is this year so far. <laughs> uh, the next one is the the big one, my most anticipated. Bad <laughs> Judge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Go ahead, Richard. I know you're dying too. I you know. <laughs> it's it's worse it's worse than the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not funny. And the character has zero likability. I I I'm a uh But she's I'm an a, authority figure that should have no authority at all. <laughs> she has to judge other people, but her personal life is in shambles. I can't stand Kate Walsh like from the beginning. Not a fan. Seen her on a million talk shows, never found her the least bit interesting. Seen her on other shows, never found her. I just don't get uh, the infatuation, uh, America's infatuation with uh, with this with this actress, and uh, so it was kind of um, gratifying to watch how bad this was. <laughs> so I was just like, I kind of reveled in it a little bit too much. I, I I'll admit because uh, it it might be the last we see of of her. It's a bummer because I like Will Ferrell and I love Adam McKay. And I, especially together, and uh, they're kind of the brains behind this, which is I know it was kind of taken away from them at certain points. Uh, right. The network got involved, and NBC always knows best, and uh, and they they tinkered with it. But I I can't. It seems like one. Imagine that, a world where this would be a good idea, a good premise. Yeah, good it show. seems like one that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay were just out drinking with one of the NBC execs, <laughs> drunkenly made up an idea and said it that night, like as a joke. And then NBC exec goes to the office next morning, makes it a show. They're like, yeah, "Well, yeah. sorry, uh, shouldn't have mentioned it around me because it's ours now." You know, it's like <laughs> I helped think of it too, type of thing. Uh, that it just doesn't seem real. It does a real like show. I, like I said earlier, it, it. I mean, it's sincerely. If you're making a show, if I was making a show about a television executive that was terrible at his job, this would be the show he was developing. Yeah, and yeah. he and he would think it was going well. Like it is hysterically. It's it's like a practical joke. I mean, it really feels like a. I mean, if Farrell and McKay did do that, it, that's awesome because that's uh, well done by them because they pulled it off. Because this is. Uh, really, really bad. Just bad, bad, bad acting, bad writing, bad concept, uh, bad. Mor- it's like morally terrible. Mm. Um, yeah, Brian, you go ahead. The, yeah. No, the other than that, I like. I just got to say, <laughs> the-, the first scene of the show is her with a man in her office, mm-hmm. and the comptroller just comes in and he's like, "Time for your uh, time for your next court appearance." Yeah, and just totally cool with everything that's ha- that's going on. And like, what is? Yeah. This is like American justice system. Like, why are you joking about how incompetent it is? Yeah, it's this not is funny. not night court. Yeah. <laughs> Harry uh, Anderson. This is not cop rock. No, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Yeah, all I'll say is, is two things. I, I, I do like Kate Walsh. I liked her on Grey's Anatomy. I liked her. She was great on Fargo. Uh, I, I, I think she's, uh, she's attractive. But this is a, this is a terrible, terrible. It's it's a a terrible idea. But I think what makes it worse is that the whole premise is that she, 
she's a you know she just plays by her own rules and she's a bad judge she does whatever she wants but then she's not really bad she's just lazy and not good at her job but she's not a bad she doesn't do bad things like they need to go either full if you're gonna make the show bad judge then she ought to be doing really reprehensible things Mm -hmm. like not that that would make me want to watch it but at least that would make sense I, i don't know the whole bit with the the orphaned kid pretty much is so it's just such a sham and i i, I don't know it, this was this would be my pick for i if i was a betting man i would guess this is the first one that gets canceled that's what i was gonna say you said red band society i think it's gonna be this one yeah that's, this is not gonna do well yeah that's not uh i, I thought I, I saw red band already got canceled though really i thought i read that the other day i have no were, idea please find okay. out though because that'll can, make me up. i'm sure i'm pretty wrong. happy uh what else do we have from nbc Oh, do we want to talk about uh, the wonderful mysteries of Laura? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, we do. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> so, <laughs> Richard, you kind of you said at the end of the show or at the beginning of the show, excuse me. You know, there's shows that you can say you can say, look, I, it's not for me. But if you say that you like it, then that, that's fine. This is a sh- and I usually take that approach with TV. If you, if you like bad shows that I find to be bad TV shows, then it's you know okay, whatever. This is a show that uh, if you like Mysteries of Laura, I don't want to ever talk to you again. Like it, it's, <laughs> and I hope people, anyone who is listening to the show that likes Mysteries of Laura, that genuinely likes the show, please stop listening. Don't ever listen to us again. This is, this is the worst kind of television programming to me because it is stupid and insipid, and the the premise is insane. And well. it's trying to – It's tr- <laughs> not because it's – the premise is insane not because – not like Sleepy Hollow is insane. It's insane because they are trying – NBC is trying to sell viewers on the idea that it's impossible for, for a woman to be both a mom and have a job. Like, yeah, I know. The most offensive message <laughs> that you could possibly be sending and they're trying to shove it down people's throats. So yeah. if you are buying the show – you are admitting to NBC that you are an idiot. That's that's what's happening with with this show. This is the I, I went back and looked at a few of the last pilot seasons. This is the worst show I've ever seen. I I cannot <laughs> believe that it has that it made the air and that that they ever even greenlit it in the first place. The first scene with her shooting the the, the homeless guy or whatever in the, in the, the mugger yeah. is just such. A, such a derivative piece of crap, and that's the best scene in the whole the whole show. But you don't um, buy Deborah Messing as a streetwise. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, the first scene is her holding a handgun. It's like, well, this is believable. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's <laughs> awful. the The bit with with Josh Lucas as the 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 awful husband is is just so so heavy handed and such a beating. Her kids need to be like taken out and shot. They're the, the the worst kids I think I've ever seen on a television show. The scene where she has to put on a bathing suit at this random club in the middle of New York City to show how hot Deborah Messing is, please. Like this is this is a this is an appalling piece of work and I can't believe that it hasn't been canceled yet. I'm 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 mad at America that this is done halfway decent in the ratings. Well, NBC has so much to offer already. I mean, <laughs> they, so it's like part procedural, part show. About I couldn't this. tell what it, if it was supposed to be comedy or procedural. 
Because there's it's another like, scene yeah. where she walks into a room and it's all dark and dreary and the 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 walls are splattered with blood. Yeah. And then the camera pans around and it's her kids who have gotten into a paint bucket. Uh-oh. Yeah. I guess it's just <laughs> extreme violence and then random bad comedy mixed in. And it just, yeah, what what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's laughable. Uh, Honestly, it's laughable. And everything that is bad about it to begin with, then they kind of comp, comp they, they take it to another level by casting Messing, who's like mm-hmm. just so unlikable in anything except Will and Grace, with zero charm or talent to to. Sh- I mean, this yeah, this is uh, the, <clears throat> you're totally right, Brian. You nailed that so hard about the uh, the working mom thing. Super offensive, super um, <sighs> like a show that would be on in 1980. It's like Beretta or something in some in some instances, and then like this kind of single mom comedy. I mean, it's it's uh, it's really stupid. It's 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 entertainment for stupid people. And if yeah. you like it, go away. <laughs> but other than that, it was awesome. I really enjoyed. <laughs> um, I like the commercials too that like highlight her and Mariska Hardigay like all in a yeah, gun range yeah. together. Like, right? It's like the new badass women of late of right. Wednesday night. Yeah. And uh, it's it's I mean that's literally the ad campaign they're putting on for it. It is just completely asinine, just dumb. Well, let's see what they they had last year come out. Let's see what uh, what mysteries of Laura is going to be competing with uh, for airtime. We have about a boy. Remember that? It's doing well. Still it on? continues to do well. It's not a good show, but it gets good ratings. We have growing up Fisher. Canceled. J.K. Simmons canceled. Yeah. Okay. Undateable. I don't know that it ever made the air. <laughs> I think it did. Straight. I remember Seinfeld tweeting about it, mad because that was stolen from Seinfeld. That word. Oh, uh, okay. Undateable. Sure. Uh, Michael J. Fox show canceled. Oof. Sean saves the world. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> now that's in syndication now, right? Two hundredth <laughs> episode. Yeah, they just shot out a hundred episodes over the summer, so they could. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah, with uh, O'Malley, yeah. Mike, uh, the one, the only <laughs> O'Malley, Mike yeah. O'Malley, the, orig- the original O'Malley, o- Mike O'Malley. <laughs> Here's one uh, that's just on this list that would have been funny. It says, "Untitled Jessica Simpson Project." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sold. Yeah. Can you imagine a sitcom with Jessica Simpson? Crazy. Uh, believe. Mm. Is that still on the air? I don't think so. The Blacklist is still on and does well. Biggest show on network TV, pretty much. Sure. Not yeah. a bad show. I, I I still watch that one. It's good for Spader. The rest of it can – really, I don't care about it all, but Spader makes it uh, enjoyable. Here's one that you liked last year, Brian, Ironside. <laughs> oh, that man. That was such a bad show. <laughs> that was <laughs> such a bad show. About the handicapped hockey, hockey coach. Blair Underwood, yeah. right? Yeah, Blair Underwood, yeah. Oh, that was such a bad show. <laughs> so later this year, NBC – uh, these are the ones we haven't seen yet. Marry Me. Oh, I did see that one. You did? Yeah. Thoughts? No, let's, let's talk about that one. Did you guys watch I didn't, that one? I didn't see it. I, I did watch this one. No. You did? A, what yeah, What'd you I think, did. Rich? Go for it. I like it. I did I too. It's fine. I liked Happy Endings. Like, I think that guy, I forgot his name, the creator, uh, Casey Wilson's husband, is is actually a pretty good sitcom writer. Like, I, yeah. I thought, I always wondered why Happy Endings, especially with that postmodern family time slot, didn't catch on. Mm-hmm. I think it's he's a pretty clever writer, writer and uh, yeah, I'm in on this one. 
but I'm 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 a fan. This is probably was, the only one I will probably continue to watch. Yeah, this I was surprised. I was not really looking forward to it at all, and I really a it's really it's really well written and the characters are good. It's I think you'll agree with me on this, Richard. Too it th- we've kind of bypassed the like quick uh, joke per second kind of sitcom. Like yes. that's not in style anymore. And this is what, th- that's what this is. Like, this feels like it would fit. If you could take this back to 2010 or whatever, yeah. this feels like it would fit with in like a 30 rock office parks and recreation comedy block. And yeah. I, man, I, I really like this a lot. This was, that might be my favorite sitcom from the, of the season or, or excuse me, pilot of the season. Wow. Yeah, that's really good, Ken. I, I, I didn't even really uh, know – I, I didn't see to, to to watch it because it's pretty close to the day – I think it aired last night? Yeah, it was maybe? on last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it there was really go. funny. And they there was a couple of jokes that were borderline like kind of inappropriate, which is always great. I like when we – you know, when they uh, – Who, who stars the in it? It's Ken Marino and what's oh, okay. the girl's name? Uh, Casey uh, Wilson. Casey Wilson, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, gone, another Gone Girl, uh, sure person. Yeah, and next week pr- is the premiere of Constantine, mm. based off the Keanu Reeves movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's based off the comic. The, the comic the that yeah, movie well, is also. I'm based just off making a movie reference here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, in November have, if I'm not mistaken, Catherine Heigl's State of Affairs. Yeah, my number one show of the season. I can't wait. So. Look forward to a conversation about already, that a little bit later in the year. It's, it's on its third showrunner. So oh, gosh. That's a good sign. Please it get canceled a, before it even airs. Ugh, that made me so happy. Like a, she seems like a delight, though. Yeah, um, she's, We might need to change the uh, the Pivens to, uh, ooh, to name him after her. The Heigl. <laughs> the, Heigl. Yeah. the Heigl. That's a fair point. <laughs> he may have because Pivens is not around. Enough, we need to we need to enlighten cool. the the listeners on this. Okay, so you know what, how we have American Treasures, right? Yeah. Well, there's there's two other categories that we don't often talk about on the podcast, but right. complete opposite of American Treasure is uh, the Pivens, maybe the Heigl right now. Yeah, yeah. We'll and uh, and in between uh, Pivens and uh, American Treasures is the O'Malley, which is, are people that are American Treasure quality people, but. Haven't necessarily had the career yes. to distinguish uh, American. Not doing anything status. great from a work standpoint, but the kind of guy that or, or or woman that you wouldn't mind just like bowling with or something. For yeah. example, yeah. Mike O'Malley. Yeah. yeah. For example, Steve Zahn. Yes. Perfect, perfect O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Guy Fury. <laughs> <laughs> so if, from now on, if you hear us mention O'Malley's or Pivens, yeah. And I think Pivens is pretty self-explanatory. Just yes. <laughs> miserable human beings that no one would ever want to hang out with. <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you seen Entourage? <laughs> Have you seen Entourage? He really, he really yells at that gay Asian guy in a fun way. Berates <laughs> him. <laughs> uh, before this conversation gets out of hand, we should move on sure. uh, to ABC. And I, I actually saw the majority of these shows, too. Mm-hmm. So. They got a lot of them. This is this yeah. a big list. Richard, where should we start with, with ABC? Uh, you want to do How to Get Away with Murder? I didn't see this one. This is the only okay. one I didn't see, I think. Or actually uh, two, but I, yeah, go ahead. Did you see this one, Brian? I did. Uh, pretty decent, I thought. Like, nothing nothing horrible yeah. there. Like, uh, straight out of the kind of uh, Shonda Rhimes playbook. Right. It's super but, Shonda-y, yeah. But that's... 
pretty those shows do really well like it's yes. it, I, you know like i get i totally get why this show was produced and it will probably be on at least three or four seasons and yes. that's fine yeah this is i think this is the the opposite of of bad judge this is the show that is most likely to have a six to ten year run yeah. and be super popular um yeah. and and shonda rhimes has a proven formula that formula is not necessarily geared towards me or or this podcast necessarily. Uh, one thing it has going for it is Viola Davis, who is fantastic, and yep. she is bringing it hard on this on this show. I, I thought the pilot was pretty decent. I watched the next two episodes after that, and I I quit at that point because it was just the like I don't like any of the characters besides Viola Davis's and like the. The the backstory that kind of ties everything together uh, has quickly become something where I'm like, okay, this is not going to get resolution that's going to make me satisfied. So I'm just going to jump out now before I get frustrated with it. But this is a show that's I, I'm I'm assuming this is doing really well in the ratings and is going to do really well for for a while. All I can say is, you know, this is targeted at um, like women in their 20s to 30s, and yeah. uh, I I know one of those pretty well. And uh, she loves it, so it's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know that. Really yeah, I think that show's gonna really kill in ratings. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so good to know uh, you've already penciled it in for a six to ten year run. <laughs> it's, yeah. you'll well, know. You, and, so far, the only ones I haven't seen are the ones that are good. So that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe why my opinion was so yeah, bad. Yeah. But. Yeah, you can go ahead and pencil in uh, Viola Davis as a nominee for. Uh, for the yeah. Emmy for the next Juliana Margulies. Juliana Margulies is so pissed right yeah, now. She's she's yeah she's got something to be worried about because yeah. Viola Davis Viola Davis is a phenomenal actress like really truly one of the best actresses in Hollywood and mm-hmm. this is a role that is just such a this is like what Mysteries of Laura thinks it is it's such a strong uh, female lead role and yeah. uh, so it's going to it's going to do very well on that front. What. What else do we have here? I, I forever. Have you seen that? Yes, I've watched. I, I actually watched a couple of those episodes, and this was one that I was a hundred percent. This is going to be terrible, and it's not great, and it's very derivative, very derivative of. I mean, it's just Castle plus Sherlock. That's that's all okay. that it's it's okay. doing. But I will say this: the the two leads are are likable, and that as we've seen, as we've talked about in a couple of these other shows, like that's a huge. Plus, compared to Bad Judge or Mysteries of Laura or, you know, some of these other shows. Um, and it's it's very – it could very easily become a show that you – that I – because I do have one or two shows each season that I will just – I just – I'm home for lunch and I need something on TV for, for 40 minutes and I that I won't hate but won't suck me in and, and need me to be actively involved. Like this has that kind of potential. That's what Property Brothers is for. Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. But sometimes, and and there's a lot of property brothers going on in this house. But sometimes it's you know you come home and it's like I'm only going to be here for an hour, hour and ten minutes. Sure. I have watched every property brothers. This house hunters <laughs> couple is annoying me. Or there's some sort of Skip Bayless thing is happening on ESPN. So I just I need a I need a castle or a forever or something sure. like that that uh, can just be uh, taken in without any thought. No, I totally get that. No, that's good to know that this is one of those. This is uh, one of the ones I have not seen, and so uh, I'm uh, I'm pumped to hear that it's it's at least <laughs> decent. 
put it this way, this is a show that if it makes it to five years, will air on TNT for the next 20 years, you know, okay. just in four hour blocks. So I'll see the uh, last minute and a half of it before NBA games <laughs> when I'm 41. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Ken, did you watch this one? No, I didn't. That's That was the other one I didn't watch okay. was Forever and uh, and How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Those are two hour long ones, so I, I got yeah. most of the thirty minute shows and sure. a couple hour long ones, just the bigger hour long ones. Yeah. And totally. uh and so that brings me to the next uh show for ABC selfie. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see this one? Yeah. Take yeah. Alien, my fair lady. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well let me just say this. Karen Gillan is awesome. And she is all John Cho is awesome. John and John Cho, Cho is, is, is great is, too. Thoroughly likable, and uh, this has good bones, as we mentioned, Pygmalion and and My Fair Lady. Um, it's got a terrible title because ABC Comedy does not know how to title shows. See, Trophy Wife, and uh, I don't know, Cougar Town, and a, a host of others. Man, I don't know. I don't know. What did you guys think, <laughs> Richard? Selfie. Uh, you know, I, I saw the title and I thought <laughs> it can't be. You know, given the cast, it's just got a bad title. It's probably fine. And I gave myself that pap talk. It, uh, it's deserving of its name. It's pretty, <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. It's, uh, it's, it sucks because the leads are, are good and they're trying so hard and they're committed. It's just like, uh, <laughs> this is another one of those, like, re- what, like, there was not a better idea than this. Like, you, you, you guys actually saw this succeeding. Mm. How does this go on? Let's say this this did do well, and it got good ratings. What does the twenty third episode of the show look like? <laughs> That's exactly my thought on this. Like, how does yeah. this? How do you plan on this being sustainable? It's one of those just logically. What are you doing? Like, you know that you're you have to hope this show fails because there's no way you could. The plot could continue. I mean, it's complete kind of cop out, weak, uh, like uh, one of those they wrote in to fail as a pilot, and that's. I, I just don't understand it. Hey, guess what? You guys fail all the time by accident. So <laughs> maybe ac- actually try to, uh, you know, uh, when you're doing stuff on purpose, try to make it good. This just seems like it was, uh, I don't know, like a tax write off of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I just feel so bad for John Cho and Karen Gillan. Uh, such yeah. genuinely charming and deserving human beings. And they've got to be like, what are just waiting for it to get canceled too? You don't really say no to a pilot that gets picked up on network no. television because uh, we all know what syndication what kind of money is in syndication if you can get it. Right. right. But um, I just ho- I just wish the best for them, and this is not it. And <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're exactly you're so right. This has no future. And in two years, selfies probably not even going to be a term that people are using (laughs) so why name a show it's like naming a show hashtag like well twitter's (laughs) not even a thing anymore and we're in season nine of hashtag so i just don't i don't it it seems like a a name are you saying my uh my my pilot zanga should i should probably retitle it if i'm gonna keep probably should okay you should should call it uh call it live journal (laughs) okay live journal Live journal the show, <laughs> but I mean, just ABC's never been great at comedy. They have Modern Family, which is 
very very surprising that they even have a, sh- a show that good. But this is this is bad, guys. This is this is pretty. <laughs> this was the second one I watched after Red Band Society. Mm. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. God, <laughs> things were bleak. And things things got pretty stuff. rough in my life for about uh, three and a half <laughs> you, hours. You needed that Seahawks win. <laughs> oh, I did in more ways than one. That's for sure. So, yeah. Pretty bad. Uh, Brian, any more thoughts on this? Well, you know what's funny is you, you mentioned the ABC bit, and I'm, this is, I'm stealing a, a, a comment directly from, uh, the, the, uh, from Seppenwall and Feinberg at, at HitFix. But they, they mentioned the – what's funny is it, it, their a, ABC is, has done pretty, pretty well when it comes to creating like family comedies such as Modern Family and a show we're, we're going to talk about in a second. And even like Suburgatory and Trophy Wife were, were poorly tiled, titled but, but pretty good family shows. But when it comes to relationship comedy, they have no idea what they're doing. And this is, a, I think, a very classic example of that. I didn't hate the pilot for this, it was, but I, I think the, way, the reasons I liked it were what we mentioned. It's because of Cho and Gillen and just the – uh, the, the 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 pedigree, you know, of 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 my fair lady and Pygmalion and whatnot. This, but just to play exactly into your to what you said, Richard, the second episode is a regression from the first one because they make uh, John Cho's character an idiot. So clearly, that's how they're going to try. That's the strategy for keeping it mm-hmm. on the air for for four or five years is to. Uh, in the first episode, he, you know, his character kind of has it together. And in the second episode, he falls apart and is, is a moron. He, he turns into like Eric from, uh, like the last half of Boy Meets World, <laughs> just stupid. So I, I quit after, after the second episode. It seems it's, like they, his Feeny calls not any good either. Yeah. It's just awful. Just an appalling, just really, really frustrating that they even tried to stick that, that character <laughs> trait in. Seems like they're trying to make a 2014 version of the movie Clueless. Yes, which I believe they already tried to bring. Yeah, to TV that was already a TV show and, and it didn't failed work. miserably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job, guys. Good. I'll put my but Karen Gillan, like I said, is <laughs> is great. This show reminds me of a show last year that came on called The Crazy Ones. Remember that? Yeah, we're just Robin like, Williams. man, we love Robin Williams. You want the best for this guy, but this isn't it. Yeah, you know, just Bob Benson. Yeah, and and it was only a matter of time till it got canceled, which it did, yeah. even on CBS. Yeah. So yeah, doesn't look good for selfie. What else does ABC have? Uh, they've got two other uh, family style sitcoms. One was I thought was good, and one was terrible. Which would you like to talk about? The good one. Okay, Blackish. Uh, Anthony Anderson and and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. What did you guys think about that one? I thought your list was going to be the opposite. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I thought of it. I I just felt exactly the way I felt about selfies. Where is this going to be in season seven? Um. I just don't know what what they're going for here. I, I see that Anthony Anderson as a guy, as a character that's trying to get his urban back, mm-hmm. his family to be more urbanized, his his son to be more manly, his daughter to be more girly. Um, very typical storyline, but I uh, don't know where it's going. Very typical, like I said, Lawrence Fishburne's the angry old grandpa. And uh, I do like Anthony Anderson, though. I'll say that. So... How's that going for it? But been following uh, him since Hang Time. Hang Time, hanging together. together. He was in a show a couple of years ago called Guys with Kids that Jimmy Fallon tried to start up. Yeah, a sitcom that didn't work. That. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I wish the best for Anthony Anderson, but Black-ish, not a show that I will watch a lot. Seriously, I mean, who is honestly. in the uh, titling department? Yeah, it, it's it's a terrible title. It's offensive, it's really, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, bad title. But I like the show, I'll be honest. I, I think it's Cosby Show for 2014, and that's I'm okay with that. that was, uh, it's going for the exact same thing. It's going yeah, to reverse the stereotype of the African-American. Yeah. African American population uh, with a highbrow, high class African American family. Right. Uh, I get that, but yeah, but but I think yeah. it's doing it well. I honestly do. I think it's working. I the second episode had some very classic sitcom tropes, but they did them in a a, a more a modern way. So that was that was appealing, and I think bodes well for for the show moving forward. I think this is pretty much a hit as as far as hits go. I'll say this. This is the only show uh, – well, Marry Me Too. I forgot Marry Me was was such a surprise yesterday. But up until yesterday, this was the only show that I felt confident in saying, I'm setting the DVR on this one and I'm I'm in for, for the long haul. Yeah. I just – I don't know. Um, I just, this, when this show came on, it just got to the point where it's like, is every show the same now? Is every <laughs> pilot the same exact structure? Yes. Okay, we're going to open with a family. They're all waking up for the day. Hi, my right. name is Tim Johnson. Gotta have this is my over. family. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, all I, really crazy. And then everyone, they're doing a voiceover with like hit music behind it. Right. And it's funny. And I just, there were at least three or four uh, yes. shows that I could name that, are, that were the exact same pilot over oh, and t- over again. I was just, what? I totally no variety. Agree. I totally agree, but this is the one that, that that worked for. Like this is the one that should have had that that sort of starting. That that the 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 uh, the narration and the, and the voiceover and whatnot actually works for this this uh, setup. It didn't work for Bad Judge, A to Z, or Bad Judge, or uh, Manhattan Love Story, or, or Red Band Society, Red Band or, Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Richard. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I'm a little bit more in Brian's camp on this. Not as far though. I, I thought this was going to be a bad judge level just by the title. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not that bad. And so, uh, no pun intended, but, uh, it's, uh, so by merely fact of being passively good, I was like, I came away with a good taste in my mouth. Um, I'm gonna have to remove myself and watch a few more now with like more realistic expectations to actually decide if it's good sure. or not. Um, just because I expected so little, but uh, you know, I, yeah, I like Anthony Anderson, and and it's fun to see Lawrence Fishburne. He's like uh, super overqualified for that part, but it's it's fun to see him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it better to see him in that than like uh, weird Kia commercials. Um, <laughs> Or God forbid, you know any of his daughter's videos. Um, Jeez, but uh, <laughs> worst case scenario, right? But uh, yeah, no. But I, I, I kind of I struggle with the uh, yeah, j- just the title. This is so like odd to me that they. That's all I think about when I watch it. Like this show's called Blackish, and I, I'm not black, and or and so. I don't have any right to be. Yeah, I know. Uh, everyone. My favorite show is Blackish. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, this would be weird. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. So I don't have any right to be offended. So I'll let the African American community decide if this is offensive <laughs> or not. 
And so Let's talk I'm to not, David Aldridge and he'll tell us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid tweets from DA. Um But uh he did break the Kevin Durant foot story, so you gotta right. you know we'll he makes up for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, this was just like again, even though it was better than obviously much better than Bad Judge, still felt like all, a lot of these shows just felt like fake sitcoms. Like like all these executives got in a room and were like, all right, we, we're going for this year. Like we are just going to do the the most ridiculous lineup of titles and premises and everything and just like do a parody of a of a pilot season. And then all of those pilots got picked up. And then all those guys got fired, and then their people came in, new people that came in were like, That's pretty good. That's a good <laughs> one. Like, don't get the joke. Yeah. And uh that's how I felt with a lot of those, even though uh, this one is not not nearly as bad in, in execution as it is in uh, kind of uh, promotion. The only thing this show is missing, hundred percent honest with this, and you guys will agree with me. David Allen Greer. Yes. Oh yes, in blackish. I would watch. I honestly would watch. Mm. If only. Yeah, he'll he'll show up. Come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Un- Can we be Dag's agents too? Seriously. I- <laughs> He's so much better than he, he deserves. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Uh, the yeah. other comedy. There, there's actually two more. I there's missed two one. more? Okay, yeah. go ahead. I'm assuming neither of you saw Christella. I did the, see uh, Christella. Okay. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. I can do a rant on it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> but Kent, you go first since you actually <laughs> earned it. <laughs> no, very typical three-camera sitcom. I mean, yeah. exactly what you would expect. It's a George Lopez show yes, with a, with exactly a woman. Yes, exactly what it is, yeah. It's not good, but... I didn't I know who Cristela Alonzo was. I did not so. either, but I will say this. I think, it's, I think it's smart on ABC's part because apparently she is kind of a hot commodity. Like there was to, pretty much a bidding war to, to get a, a show with her. So if this doesn't work, they've kind of got the, the, their foot in the door you know, to, to create something with her. I wouldn't be surprised if this turns out decent as far as ratings are concerned because Gabriel Iglesias shows up and he is a superstar in the uh the Hispanic community. So right. that that can't help. That can't hurt. I'll never watch another episode of it. It was pretty stinking bad, but uh I get what they're doing at least. At yeah, least that makes sense compared to some of these other shows. Yeah. And they yeah. only made like five or six Dallas Cowboys jokes in the right? first episode. So look <laughs> oh, forward to that man. guys. Yeah. But yeah, I know very exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could catch on just because it's there's an audience for this sh- type of show. There's not there's this show doesn't exist on the four channel lineup right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, this so. would have fit in with like the end days of like TGIF. This ABC. should play back to back with Last Man Standing or exactly something. Exactly what I was going yeah, to say. Yeah, and I think that's what it does. I, I think I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it comes on right after it. The Goldbergs. So, yeah. So the last show that ABC did was Hold Manhattan. on, I have to give my crystal. Oh, my rant. bad. Do, do the rant. Yes. So this is based solely on the commercials. But again, super I'm shocking the audience can be shocked. I'm a super super white guy. But I live in Dallas, Texas, so I'm I'm around uh Hispanic people all the time. Talk to them every day. In some form or fashion, talk to someone Hispanic. Some of them actually from Mexico, some of them Third, you, fourth. You actually go out of your way to do that. I do. I sh- I, I always make sure I don't go to bed until I've spoken. Exactly. One. I'll call the Spanish radio station sometimes and just talk to whoever's there. I work on my Spanish. 
I've never heard someone speak. I'm, and this may come off super offensive, and uh, it's just not how it's intended. I'm, I'm actually on your side here, but I can't think of any other way to describe it than this like weird Speedy Gonzalez voice. <laughs> yes, that yes. all these Hispanic actors, like literally on the trailer, she's like, "I, I can't believe I did this," and you're like, "Whoa, no one talks like that," and you're yeah. actually Hispanic. Like, why are you talking? It's so yeah. offensive, and. uh and uh, why why do they do that? Why is this a thing? It's just recent. All of a sudden, there's some other thing that that's on TV. I see all the time. That's like uh, just like this parody of like if some racist comedian in 1981 was like, yeah, I went to the uh, Taco Bell, and the guy was like, ah, mommy, I can't get the bully, and you're just like, oh, that's. But they're doing it to themselves. I don't understand it. Just speak like you speak. Like no one speaks like that. Yeah, that would be like if I was in a sh- did a show and was like, uh, "Well, Walter, uh, <laughs> Walter, guess, yeah, exactly." I don't know. I don't understand it. Every time I see the trailer for Cristela and she literally says, "Ay, papi," I don't know. And you're like, Ugh. I literally come out of my chair. So yeah. there's my rant on Cristela. But seems like a great show. <laughs> Season pass. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll have to see where that one goes. But what was the last one? Last one was Manhattan Love Story. Uh, okay, I didn't see either this Either of you guys watched that one? No. Well, no. let me just say, uh, it is a testament to how bad Mysteries of Lore is that this is not the worst show of, <laughs> of the pilot season. Horribly offensive. The first, you know, the whole bit is that you can hear the inner monologue of the two leads. Uh, okay. So within the first 30 seconds, I, you guys are never going to believe this, but as it turns out, the male lead... Oh, really no. likes boobs, and the female lead is really into purses. Okay. So, so an original take, uh, yeah, right. very, very original. Um, not at all painting either sex with your gender as as any kind of box or anything like that. So, uh, and it gets worse from there. So it's a, it's a really, it's terrible, and I'm sure it will be canceled soon. But uh, this is one we talked about how selfie doesn't have any kind of longevity. Like, what's what's going to happen here? And, uh, and and some of these other shows, this is the one that stands out most of all of like, what would happen if this got picked up? What in the world would you do in the eighth episode of this show? Yeah. Looking forward to it. Just, <laughs> just really looking forward to it. Something so I forgot. You can binge them. Oh, I will. That's what I am waiting for. <laughs> Something I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, Red Band Society, executive produced by American treasure, Steven Spielberg. Oh, uh, I know. I know. Oh, come on. I have a new one that I'm coming up with. Uh, tell me if this – it's about a group of kids um, that hang out and, and come of age around a video rental machine, and it's called Redbox Society. <laughs> what sounds, do you actually sounds better than uh, Redbox <laughs> Society. You know how people used to hang out in video stores, right? Well, they just all hang outside of a Redbox outside of a Walgreens. You know what? And it's they a, just yeah. come of age. I mean, it's unfortunate that Red Band Society came out because that was actually the name for my uh, pilot about White Stripes cover bands. <laughs> and they all just congregated together, you know, talked about the White Stripes. Yeah. And then you just follow them around Which there. Which was better, Dish Still or, you know, White Blood Cells. Yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, so I'll have to think of a new name. It sounds uh, like me in college, me. actually. I think I was. <laughs> so last year, ABC uh, had a lot of... A lot of stuff that worked. Uh, actually, I don't even know. They had the Goldbergs, which is still on. Mixology canceled. 
Oh my gosh, that Remember was that, so the bad. The Seacrest show. Yep. That was no. so bad. That's Mysteries of War level. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I saw the pilots that, of that. It that was might be bad. the the pivot of, uh, of <laughs> yeah. Uh, super fun night. Remember that one? Terrible. Good gracious. Uh, but, we're done hey, with her, right? Look, yeah, exactly. There's there's good things to come from that because <laughs> well, no, we're I done with her till Pitch Perfect two. Next sure. Yeah, that that'll end it. And those Hopper commercials. She gets to hang out with Matt Leinart now. <laughs> She's the one woman that Matt Leinart won't hook up with. <laughs> Executive producer of Super Fun Night. American American Treasure Conan O'Brien. Yeah, uh, uh, we all have misses, you know. We all do. Trophy wife, Great last show. year should not have been canceled. Makes me angry. Right, betrayal mm. still on. I think maybe nope. no. Nope. I get canceled. scandal and betrayal mixed yeah. up. Betrayal was very short order, like three or four episodes. O'Malley uh, starring Mind Games. Remember that? Oh, yeah. with Steve's on. <laughs> that was double Christian O'Malley. Slater. They went double O'Malley on the, uh, yeah, double yeah. O'Malley on the docket last year because they had the Mike O'Malley show too, didn't they? Wasn't that or was that NBC? Welcome, that, was that was NBC. NBC. Welcome to the family. Uh, okay, well, too bad. We have Killer Women last year. <laughs> yeah. We have Lucky Seven oh, last year. Remember one. that one? The, lo- the lottery winners. Oof, oof. Yes, <laughs> and we have Agents of Shield last year, which is still on yeah. the air. And let's move on to CBS, and this is probably the network that I watched the least amount uh-huh. of uh, of shows that I got to. Okay. And so the, we'll start with the ones I did see, uh, Scorpion. Yeah, what would you that? think? Uh, I knew exactly what it was going for, and it was exactly uh-huh. what I expected it to be. Sort of a NCIS uh, about the digital age or with computer hacking. It sort of is trying to be a... Toned down, less actiony version of Mission Impossible or something. Yeah, is what that's it fair. was going for. Uh, but what did y'all think? I liked uh, it. I, I was surprised that I liked it. I mean, it's not a, sh- it's not great by any means. It's a, it's a B, and it's going to be a. But it's a show that I think you can, you can pretty much bet it's going to be a B every episode for however, right. however long it runs. The characters are for the most part, not oppressive, which is usually a big issue for me with CBS <laughs> traumas. Uh, I didn't mind them. And I'll say this, it's got a, it's got a measure of heart and, and, and a little bit of, of, uh, of genuineness to it. As far as the treatment of the kid who clearly has Asperger's or, or is autistic or something like that. And the way that he relates to these other, these adults who have Asperger's or, or autism and, um, I kind of, I appreciated that. That's not something that happens frequently on network television. Most network TV shows don't know how to handle, uh, that any, anyone who's on the autism spectrum, it, it's, it's not handled appropriately. I don't think. And this one, this one kind of did, it didn't, it didn't hurt that the pilot's directed by Justin Lin. So that, that certainly didn't hurt, but I've watched three or four episodes since and I'm, it's not bad. I'm surprised it's not bad, but but it's it's not terrible. Richard, yeah, I mean uh, this one's fine. It's 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 you're totally right, Brian, in that, that it, especially when it comes to the the uh, the Asperger's handling. A really kind of graceful job done there, and uh, hopefully that will kind of become the template <laughs> from yeah. now on. Uh, you're totally right there. The the you know there's some casting issues in my opinion. Sure. I mean. Uh, uh, Believing Catherine McPhee as a uh, 
as a special uh, whatever she is, is 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 akin to Blake Lively, right? <laughs> sure. It may not be as bad, but you can see it from there. Um, but uh, that's fine. Whatever, I can get over that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 probably the most original show on that side of things that CBS has done in, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. So at least that's they CBS does seem to be getting kind of a little antsy sure. um, and trying some new things, which I really kind of respect them for uh, because it'd be really easy to just sit back and watch those those uh, those checks come in, and they're, they're kind yeah. of doing a, a, a good job balancing everything. Uh, new and old, and, and and still managing to try some new things without uh, without killing their formula, which has right. been killing it for going on like now we're getting close to like fifteen years. Right. Um, yeah, they could have rolled out two NCIS spinoffs instead of just one. So yeah, they could have. I mean, they and really they, could have. So yeah, no, you're totally right. They could have, and uh, I, you know, guess what? NBC totally would have. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so there's there's you can kind of commend them on that. They they know what the, what they're doing. They have, I think, a singular network vision better than any network now. Like you just really can tell a CBS show. Um, but this stretches that as far as it can go. But you know what? It still is. And uh, I'm going to actually – some people may use that as a criticism. I'll, I'll say it as a compliment because uh, that's what's going to write those checks and keep those actors employed. So whatever works. Absolutely. You have, you have to give it up to CBS at this point. Like It's just like a begrudging – I don't watch any of their shows, but it's like this – begrudging respect I have for them now right. as just this <laughs> complete and utter power. And, and hats off to them for finding the closest thing to Josh Gad without getting Josh Gad. I mean, <laughs> for Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's not easy in this day and age. But uh, they always have shows that I wish I watched, but I don't watch. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll wa- <laughs> I really want to watch an episode of Hawaii Five O sometime. Never going to happen. <laughs> Their um, biggest issue, and this this should be their next step as far as like progression. None of their shows are available on Netflix, or and yeah, I'm assuming right. on Amazon. And the same, they really need to step into that market. If I they think want. Criminal Minds is on there, isn't Criminal that a Minds is, show? and I. But I is that still on? I I feel like maybe that's I don't know that. But you're right. That one is on that Netflix. That was recent. If they really wanted to like try to make a push towards the younger audience, which they're going to have to at some point because I'm Red imagining Street. that their audience is dying, <laughs> like as we speak. But uh, they're going to have they they need to make those shows accessible because like most of those shows are not my sort of thing, and I I really actively dislike NCIS. It's I've watched one or two episodes, and I, I it was like being stabbed in the face, but. Um, a lot of those shows are good for, for binging in the summer. You know, if you've got nothing to do for a weekend, you can roll through three seasons of the unit, you know, or NCIS or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they need to make that accessible to get people on board. At least with our generation. I watch most of these pilots on Apple TV apps. Like there's Uh a Fox app, there's an ABC app. There wasn't one for CBS. So yeah, that doesn't slack on that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It'll come back to bite them at some point. It will. Yeah, it's It's a great point. So the other ones they have, they do have an NCIS New Orleans. Did you see that? I I did. I watched it in New Orleans. Oh, just for the uh, just for the podcast. Went down there, screened (laughs) in hotel room, came back. (laughs) Went around, looked for Scott Bakula. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was on constantly, like any restaurant or anything I went to, and uh, I watched it. It's an NCIS. Yeah, 
there, there is literally nothing original about that show. That that pilot no. could have been you could have said this is a hey, this is a an episode of Bones or any of the NCISs or any of the CSIs or, or, or any of that. That, that. that was a that was not an inspired pilot. Uh, guess, we, what, guess what the number one new show is in terms uh-huh. of ratings. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Exactly. Yep, Does that Chris O'Donnell at least? No, no Chris O'Donnell. Just oh. just the Bacula. Ah, well, I can yeah. dream. We, we I'm going to be – oh, great Halloween costume idea. Dress up as Scott Bacula in a cape and then tell everyone you're Scott Dracula. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you get that sort of stuff for free around here, yeah, guys. Yeah, you do. No extra charge for that <laughs> on a weekly basis. Uh, October, October 1st was the premiere of Stalker starring oh, Dylan gosh. McDermott. And Maggie Horrible. Q. Yeah. Don't Did you see it. this, Brian? I, I I wouldn't have thought you would have watched this one. I, was... I had, yeah, because I'm a completist, and so I watched it. And, and it's it would be my if if I picked three shows that I hated the most. Besides, it'd be Mysteries of Laura, Manhattan Love Story, and then and then Stalker. Uh, Kevin Williamson needs to stop. Like we've got <laughs> as a society, we have got to say enough is enough. We're not we're not buying into Kevin Williamson anymore. Uh, this is it, a a, it's 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 torture playing porn. on the yeah it, it's torture porn and it's playing on this this notion that the same as what the following does which is another Kevin Williamson thing of uh, pushing the envelope of what they can put on TV but not not in any sort of a way that progresses the medium you know and and that that drives me nuts but it's also a very very poorly written show and uh, offensive on that level as well Dylan McDermott probably needs to just stop too I yeah. You know, he was probably pretty good on the practice in the five episodes that I've seen, and he's done some things that aren't awful. But this he American is, Horror Story he was is terrible. Sure, um, he was and that terrible Dermot Mulroney Dylan McDermott sketch. Yeah, that, that was fun. Um, Dermot McDermott, David McCub- uh, David Duchovny too. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of a lot of DD names. Yeah, but no, this one's really really bad. I and I it doesn't fit the CBS brand at all either. So that. That can't help it. I, I don't know what the ratings are, but if it's not doing really well ratings wise, I would imagine it's it's going to get cut because it doesn't fit and, and and it shouldn't fit. And we should be done. We it's should be done. With Kevin Stalker. It, and it's not even that. That's <laughs> almost like the most offensive part is that it, it's taking it's taking something that is a significant issue in our society at this point of uh, with stalking, especially like online stalkers and stuff like that. But then it's like it's twisting it into the sort of torture porn serial killer sort of stuff that he does oh so well, and that that bothers me as well. So, America, please please stop. Let's just be done with this guy. Did you see Madam Secretary, Brian? I did. Did you guys no, watch, either of y'all watch that no. one? I uh, haven't. I, I want to actually, but uh, I haven't. Wasn't bad. Not good. I'm not gonna. I, I think the the most appropriate tact is to say, look, I might check in b- back in with this at the end of the season or the beginning of next season and see if it's gotten some of the the kinks worked out. You know, uh, th- again, the supporting characters are really bad. No one needs Lilith from Frasier in any show ever. I don't feel like <laughs> that is not a uh, not a character that anyone wa- or an actress that anyone wants to see. Yeah. I feel like uh, the the media savvy uh, aides. Are 
just as as horribly written as you would probably expect young people to be written on on CBS, you know. But Taylioni's really good and it has kind of it's trying to be Sorkin-esque and it's not there yet, but it could be it could be akin to like The Good Wife or something like that when it's kind of settles down. It it wasn't bad. Uh okay, Richard, you didn't see it, you said? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I I that's the one I probably I just didn't get to um yet yet that I yeah. probably will still watch. The only uh, other thing left this season for CBS, at least for this the fall season, is the McCarthy's. Looks like a typical <laughs> sitcom. Yeah. The return well. of Laurie Metcalf. So they have <laughs> the Millers and the McCarthy's on one network. Fantastic. Uh, really uh <laughs> really pushing uh pushing midnight oil coming. there over at CBS, yeah. burning it uh, burning it to the ground. Okay, last year they brought us Bad Teacher, mm. remember that? Mm, yeah, dag. just as good as Bad Judge. <laughs> the Crazy Ones, no better because it had Dag. It <laughs> oh, that's it right. Did have Dag? The Crazy dag. Ones canceled. Friends with Better Lives canceled. Mm-hmm. Mom still a show. Winning, winning Emmys. When are We Are Men canceled? The Millers still a show. Uh, hostages canceled. Yep. Intelligence. Intelligence still on? No, I think no, canceled. T- canceled, yep. And uh, we also got uh, a show called Reckless. I don't which, remember uh, that one at all. Canceled, I believe. That must have been a good season. Must have been, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't talk about that one last year either. Yeah. So CBS more the same from them, I would say. Yeah. And the only other show I saw, other than the ones we talked about, is The Flash, the CW. Yeah, let's talk show. CW for a second. Uh, what what other shows do they have, Brian? Besides the Flash, because that's all I could really talk about. Uh, Jane the Virgin. Did you see it? I did. Did Did either of you guys watch no, it? No. Okay. No. A terrible title, and and I, this is one that we talked about texting because I, I think Richard, you found the uh, the plot synopsis and said this is a real show. What's happening here? You know, um, this is a great pilot. I I don't. I have never – I don't think once in my life heaped praise upon the CW, but uh, I was shocked by how good how good the pilot is. It, it really might be the best pilot of the season. Wow. Um, the, actor, the actors are really good. The Did you guys ever see Pushing Daisies? Yes. It has kind of a Pushing Daisies feel to it. It's got like this – ounce of, of of supernatural to it kind of uh it, it just has like a fantasy element almost that um that works really well and i don't know any of the actors in the show they're all uh pretty much all hispanic or mexican-american or something and but it's really it was really good i i'm really surprised that that i even could sit through the pilot let alone recommend it it could definitely get soap opery really fast and at that point i'll i'll definitely be out but um i I don't know guys like it it really it really blew me away with how how good that pilot was wow yeah uh, very surprised and a a terrible title Uh, i'm sure people are going to tune out or, or not tune in just based on based on the pilot but um especially for you richard this is one you could probably sit down and watch with with sarah and and okay. maybe both enjoy. It's it's really a lot, lot, lot better than than you rightfully think that it will be. <laughs> Interesting. So the last thing we'll do here to wrap up this conversation, 
let's pick our uh, one pick, or I guess couple picks that we think actually stand a chance of making it uh, past the cuts into next season. And what do we think the first one to be axed uh, is going to be? Uh, so let's start with Brian. Brian, what do you think? Uh, what do you think has a chance? Uh, I think how to way, how to get away with murder is a is a hit. I don't think there's any way that that won't do well. I think I think Blackish is going to do well as well for for has has something that could be done for a long time. I think that will help, and I think the Flash is going to be a hit at least as yeah. far as CW is concerned. And that was a pretty good show too. Like that's one that I preferred that to Gotham. Honestly, it was a yeah, much it was a too. more fun environment. Uh, than what Gotham brought. So Arrow has been a really big success for CW, and I, I mean, CW doesn't have to get great ratings. That's kind of the 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 benefit of being the CW. But uh, I I think that will be that will be a pretty big hit. Which one will you watch? Which show will you watch? I said, yeah, yeah. I set I set season passes for Blackish, Marry Me, uh, The Flash. I'm going to stick with Jane the Virgin at least until uh, until it goes yeah. off the the, yeah. the cliff. And I'm I'm watching yeah. Gotham and Scorpion as well. And I'll cool. I'll record Scorp I'll record uh, Grace Point until you know I've got all of them racked. Yeah. And I think I'll just blow through it at one time. So, yeah, better better than I expected, honestly. I didn't think that I would come out with five or six shows from from this uh, this group at the beginning. Yeah, let me just go through the list of the ones I saw and do and do a quick yes or no. Red Band Society, no. Scorpion, yes. Gotham will make it as a show. That, yeah. That'll be on for a few seasons. Mistress of Laura, no. Blackish, yes. Selfie, maybe. Uh, I can see that one making it, but I don't like it personally. Uh, Stalker, no. Grace Point, I don't know if people are watching it, but I enjoyed it. Bad Judge, absolutely not. A to Z, <laughs> um, maybe if I was married. Yeah. Mulaney, yeah, I have the most hope for Mulaney. I want Mulaney to work. It's not going to so work. Bad. I it's want not, it to, though. I want yeah. it to, yeah. It honestly depends on how bad Fox wants it to work. It's ratings Who would have so thought bad. the Mindy Project would still be on the air? Let me just yeah, say Yeah, but Mindy at least got some ratings. Mulaney's ratings are really I bad. I don't know. I haven't. I, haven't I, I just looked up while we were talking about it, and it's it's not good. The Flash, yes, and Cristela, yes, will probably make it uh, past this season. So that's mine. I, I think Gotham has the best chance of sticking around. I have hope for Mulaney to stick around, but I think that one that one will probably be gone. And I think first one to be gone will be Bad Judge. Richard? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at ratings now, and this is going to shock you guys. Red Band Society is getting half the ratings of Bad Judge. Yeah, that's how bleak. Well. That's bleak. Um, but Bad Judge certainly deserves to go first. Um, yeah, the, 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 the ones I would get rid of first, uh, Bad Judge, Mysteries of Laura, and uh oh gosh uh baby selfie or a to z i'm not sure one of those two um and then uh the keepers for me i think uh i think how to get away with murder is just uh just a easy hit and yeah. uh and i think uh scorpion uh has has potential as well and I'm trying to think if there's any. Oh, and I love Marry Me, so I'm 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 rooting for that one. Yeah. Um, and then my my kind of like you guys said, my champion, the one I want to do well more than anything is Mulaney. But I, I'm kind of with Brian. I, I just something's weird about it, and I don't think it's gonna gonna work. But uh, I, I, I if anyone's selling their John Mulaney stock, I I will happily buy it. Yeah. Agree. Sweet. 
Well, good conversation, guys. Yeah, that was Once fun. Again, we'll see, and we'll we'll keep the the listeners up to date on what gets canceled uh, yeah. and what's what gets renewed. If we end up with a lot of shows at at uh, the spring, or excuse me, for the you know in the the mid seasons, we might we might think about revisiting the, the the new pilots there. Yeah, pretty bleak though. Like like I said, maybe one or two that I'll watch every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, cable still rules. I'm still going to go after uh, the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Yeah, and season two of Fargo when it uh, drops pretty soon as well. So I, I'm just. I'm loyal to cable still. Not, sure. not, nothing really to pull me away from that this year, but hopefully soon. And uh, you guys want to do weekly recommends or no this week? I've got one. We can do you that got one? Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and hit it. Let's uh, do a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Okay, go ahead, Brian. I'm gonna, since we're doing TV, I'm going to recommend a, a television program. This is the king of all reality TV shows, in my opinion. The one that uh, matters the most in a lot of ways that is, I think, set the bar for how to do reality TV competition correctly. Cupcake it's a fantastic Wars. show. I'm, yeah, Cupcake Wars, obviously. Uh, no, the, the show I'm going to pick starts tonight. It's, I don't even know, probably it's 10th or 11th season. It's on Bravo. It's the only good thing Bravo has ever done. And that would be Top Chef. Uh, I know Richard's a big fan, Kent. I don't know if you've uh, if you've yeah. uh, indulged in the Top Chef greatness, but uh, dude, I love Top Chef. Top Chef might be my favorite TV show. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. They know exactly what they're doing, season in, season out. They have great judges. The competitions make sense for what they're trying to to determine, which is always an out for me on most reality competition. I always feel like this doesn't, you know, like. Uh, project runway when it's hey make a dress out of what you can find in a dumpster i don't feel like that is really showing who can make the best who is the best dress designer on the you have show to make it work yeah exactly top chef make is the really garbage good. work <laughs> it's a pretty good tim gunn there dude Thanks. um top chef is really day. good at picking challenges that actually make a difference whether or not these people are good chefs so you've got to check out top chef if you've never done it before I wish that I could tell you to go and watch previous seasons, but because Bravo is stupid and the you know the production companies behind it, it is really difficult to get a hold of past episodes and stuff. I have seen it on the Esquire Network, which is apparently a thing uh, that you can get on some cable providers. You occasionally can catch a marathon on there. If you have an opportunity to go back and watch past seasons, I don't think there's any other reality show that is worth watching past seasons but top chef is is one of them that's it's it is a it's an american treasure tv show uh fantastic show so check it out for sure cool i'm gonna recommend a movie uh this week a comedy that's now available on netflix that came out uh in 2013 really charming little comedy i don't know if we've talked about it on the show we might have in passing but it comes to us from director uh and actress Lake Bell, and nice. uh, it's called In a World. I don't know yes. if you guys yeah. got to see uh, it. was this a weekly movie. recommend from me, I think. Maybe. Was it? I meant for it to be. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was, done. honestly. Okay. Um, Great so, Dibs, no. Uh, no it's <laughs> really, really fun, charming little comedy. Uh, she plays sort of this voiceover uh, girl that's trying to make it in the business and take over for her father, I believe it was, who was a famous voice. 
But I mean, it shows a lot of talent from her. She's just a great writer, director, actress, and and really a fun uh, independent comedy. That uh, ninety minutes of your time, you know, one and a half of these awful pilots, you could see this, <laughs> this fun little movie. But check it out now on Netflix. In a world, uh, is my recommend. Richard, cool. yeah, mine's very specific, and so, uh, I, but it was it's it's this good. I have to recommend it. Uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I, I mean this with all my heart. So I was in New Orleans over the weekend, and uh, I had you know, there's a lot of fun things to do in New Orleans. One of them is to eat. And uh, I had the best meal of my life, so I'm going to recommend it. Uh, it's at it's a restaurant called Sobu, which is South Bourbon um, in New Orleans. They do a lot of different kind of modern uh, Creole cuisine. Cuisine. I had a Puerto Rican style steak with like what's called a gili mojili sauce on it, which is like a hot and sweet sauce, um, and some like pickled veggies on there, and it was on a bed of corn with like some uh, peppers, and it was legitimately the best thing I've ever had in my life. And uh, I was so upset when it had to finally come to an end. And so I threw a thing out on Twitter and I was thinking, like, what could I recommend this week? What could I recommend this week? And uh, it's that good. I'm going to give it a week quick recommend. So if you live in the greater New Orleans area where you're visiting, <laughs> which it is a good tourist place. So, I mean, it's, it, a lot of people may have a chance to go at some point. Hit up the Sobu. Um, all their food looked delicious from all over I looked. It's, it's one of those very kind of upscale restaurants. But honestly, I almost want to email them and say you could charge more. Like you, everything we <laughs> ate should have been double what it is. Um, so it's like a reasonable upscale restaurant. Um, and so, uh, it was, it was delightful, great service as well. Outstanding service, but I'm not kidding. Even if they had just spit in my face and punched me, <laughs> it would have been the best restaurant I've ever been to because this thing was unbelievable. So, uh, I, I recommend it to anyone in the, that can, can find your way down there. It is worth get a Southwest flight for 89 bucks, stay one night and eat there. It's, it's worth it. Wow. First restaurant recommend. Yeah. You like awesome. of- now, I need show. you to compare and contrast it with Chili's, please. <laughs> I was going to okay. recommend the Wendy's 2468 value menu, actually. Yeah. Pretzel burger. It's yeah. it's not quite um, old-timer level, uh, but it, it it competes with the uh, chicken crispers, um, but no queso. So there's your no choice. No skillet queso, yeah. No skillet queso. Compete with that. No, you can't. It's, it's more of a TGI Friday's type cool. level meal. <laughs> That's my standard. I mean, uh, yeah, because okay. it's not you're not just paying for food; you're paying for atmosphere. It's always Friday at Fridays. <laughs> always. Uh, thank God. All right, <laughs> this has been this has been fun, guys. Yeah, these these episodes tend to run long. I understand that, but it's because we're ranting and raving. Yeah, sometimes. thanks for listening. If you stuck with us all the way through, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll get back to movies next week. We will. Oscar season is in full go now. Um, it was uh, Gone Girl, still number one at the box office, which is why we didn't do a movie. But uh, always good to talk a little bit of TV. And uh, like I said, we'll keep everyone up to date with uh, the goings-ons of these uh, these pilots we talked about today. But Brian, until then, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden, or you can find me on the Thought Catalog, or you can find me not watching any of these shows for quite <laughs> some time to refresh. And Kent, where can I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, and find our show online on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Uh, email the show there. Find all of our weekly recommends and American Treasures on there. Yeah. And, uh, and um, if you like what we do, head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Yeah. 
We'd love to read that review on the air. So And send us an email, too. We've been getting a lot of great fan feedback the past few yeah. weeks. A uh, friend of mine and Richard's uh, that, that messaged me a few days ago. Uh, shout out to Shane, who now lives in California, uh, working in the industry out there. But he's taking the journey. He's starting at episode one <laughs> and going all the way through over the uh, 100 episodes or, or more that we have up to this point. So a man, very brave. A man after my own heart. I understand there is a, a quite a few listeners that have done that, and that's, that's awesome. just incredible. Yeah. I, I won't even do that. No, so. I hate our first. <laughs> I hate our seventy-eight show, episodes. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still do. Yeah, we, we didn't even figure out what we were doing until like the hundred and fifteenth episode. <laughs> and uh, on that note, guys, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. See you. Goodbye. Your head into the rest Stop for the dead and dead